The following has been brought to you by SJP World Media. The brain names itself, and as a kid you're watching your parents grow up too. Cheese is just a loaf of milk, you've never been in an empty room. How do you throw away a garbage can? Brushing your teeth is the only time you clean your skeleton. Your whole life you're just gathering people for your funeral. You don't own money, it's just your turn with it. The last kid to leave the bus knows where everybody lives. Now get the guns, the drugs, from my generation. I'll take the fall, the saints, and across the nation. And it's a Hey yo, hey yo, hey yo. I'm so proud of myself because of what I've just done. And no one else knows what we've been doing, but that, um, I'm really proud of myself. Oh, I haven't saved it yet. Really? So, oh. so I'll tell everyone. Um, so, Sai has edited a banner and copied a website letter by letter because he had it on his phone and wanted to put it into StreamYard on his computer, but left it for 46 seconds before we start recording to start doing it i'd have been absolutely fine i'd have been absolutely fine if you didn't start putting unnecessary pressure on me look i'm sweating because the pressure you put on me (laughs) also i'm fat and it's really warm in here (laughs) Um, but we've also got the bear back which is nope Big Bob. (laughs) yeah wrong way again big bob is sat behind me again he's had a change of t-shirt mate he's had a change of t-shirt bob bear bear Exactly. He's sporting an Adam Cole Bullet Club shirt this week, Big Bob. So, yeah, there you go. There you go. Adam Cole, eh? You can tell the wife dressed in this week, can't you? Yeah, you can. <laughs> uh, Maxie, I feel a little bit grotty right now. You do? Where? Mm. You didn't well, mention I mean, this on the pre-record. You've sprung this on me. Well, no, it's not grotty as in ill, but it's just a bit the. And it's self-inflicted. I, I made everyone toasties earlier on uh, for, for dinner. Like, and um, Sharon was like, oh, there's some onion there. Mind you, you know, cut up a bit of onion and put a bit of onion in mine. And I, thought, I normally have peppers. And I thought, I, I don't need onion. But Sharon didn't want a whole onion, obviously. But I still cut up a whole onion for some reason. It was just sat there on the side. So when I'm making everyone else's, I'm having a little bit of onion every now and again. Every time I walk, you're smelling it. cooking. Just raw onion, just chomping yeah, just on a, a piece bit of, of raw red onion, like just absolute dosser. No, <laughs> why is that being a dosser? What's wrong with that? Just onion in general is is dosser tackle, but just chomping on. Do you know what chomping on a hot, an onion piece whilst you're cooking? That's Paul Tolly tackle when he is eats it? half of a fucking no stock cube. <laughs> that's what you've just admitted to. You're, you've oh. you've now took yourself down to that level. I hadn't eaten all day, so I'm going to smell everyone else's cheese. Everyone else's <laughs> I've not, ham, what can I eat in this house? What's, so, I'll have a bit of onion. 
Well, yeah, so I'm just basically snacking on what I had a bit of cheese, I had a bit of ham, but the onion just kept just sat there. I just kept popping bits of onion in my mouth. And now it's all I can taste, man. And I just feel, whoa, you know? I have zero sympathy for you. It's very much well deserved. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, obviously, Sharon didn't have a whole onion in her toasted sandwich. She only had a so little you bit. you polished it off, like basically, like yeah. an apple. Well, no, because it was all cut up into bits, but these bits are small. So as I'm eating these small bits, I don't realize how much I'm eating and put it, there weren't a lot of onion thrown away. Put it that way. So <laughs> waste, waste, not what not. We won't waste <sighs> onions in this house, <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, it's all I can taste. It's like, yeah, you know, and I've got my beaker of squash here in my chain wrestling cup there that met the wife made. And, uh, it, it's, it's like orange and pineapple, you but put that down with some real force then. Did the I? reverb then was like bong. Well, we'll get to that in a minute. But the taste now of the orange and pineapple mixing with the taste of this onion is like, what? You know? Well, um, it's your own fault. Play silly games, oh. win silly prizes, don't well, eat raw onion. Fair enough. Yes, the reverb, the noise, etc. I've got a new setup for the first time since the very beginning of chain wrestling, some 130 episodes ago. I've actually got a microphone. Plugged in. <laughs> and not Rather only just than... plugged in, just plugged in via one jack instead of a multitude of converting cables. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And it's got a cool little blue light on it as well, which I think looks pretty tech. You know? <laughs> and, I love uh, yeah, that so... one. It's got a blue light. <laughs> oh, if I press this button, it... it turns off. Yeah, it mutes me. But I was trying to say it goes red, but obviously you can't see that because it's up there. But that's what it does. It's cool. And I can press it, it again when, it, when it's muted. It goes, it goes red. red when it's muted and it can go green because when I'm talking to it, it's like picking my voice up that way, but I can make it go green and it can pick my voice up all over the place, but I'm not going to go wandering around. So I don't need that, but yeah. So that's why you might hear a few, bangs, a few bangs and clunks and extra noises today, because I'm still getting used to having this here rather than my old trusty headset, which is here just in case something goes wrong. <laughs> Only you so. would need a spare headset and microphone yeah well there was one show do you remember we went live once and i tried to wire my old microphone up and just as we went live it stopped working so you basically sat there and slagged me off for five minutes was i frantically tried to search around and plug something else in i, I tend to always be involved with people who can't work microphones uh dan griffin will, re will remember this one of the the latest uh episodes of the old vision series um morty and fitch decided to do their parts in the same and they had two marks plugged in obviously because there's two people and the right. amount of reverb we were getting through through them two guys was horrific and they couldn't for the laugh in them come up with the solution of just use one mark it'll pick up both your voices you're in the same room no yeah. wouldn't sink in so we spent a good 10 minutes them trying to solve it we got a good shot of um uh, i think it was morty's pants uh, <laughs> it all collapsed but yeah uh and i podcast with some fucking idiots don't i you do you do <laughs> you do and on that lovely note i'm bad and i'm better than ever got a net for making things better face facts because your opinion don't matter Maniac is gonna step on 
listening, good evening, good morning, wherever and whenever you may be listening or watching from. This is Chain Wrestling Live with Mags and Sai, an SJP World Media Production, episode 130. And what are we now? 98? 98 live, yes. Nearly 100 live episodes, Max. Crazy. Yeah. Blows my little mind, my friend. I know. You'll have to start counting on your other hand now, won't you? I work well, I've got that many fingers. I'm not from Stroud. <laughs> I am Sky, and with me, as always, is the general manager to my general janitor, the trash truck to my fat fur lad, uh, a podcaster who always has to have a good defence lawyer on standby because, you know, you know how he gets. We all know. The podfather himself, Lord Mags. How are my, you, my friend? My lawyer is always on a returner. That's facts. Uh, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm doing really, really well. Yourself? Yeah, well, apart, apart from, from the, the chippy tummy. Well, I've got a problem with my tuff as well, mate. It doesn't matter. With, with your what? My tuff. The fuck's that? Your tooth? My tuff. My tooth. Yeah, that's what I said. My tuff. Tuff. My, my tuff. My, my, my tooth, then. My I, tooth. I hate Gloucester. It's such, <laughs> such a common place isn't it oh yeah because you say like, you, they butchered the queen's english <laughs> yeah because you sound like you're fucking like you know, some sort of royalty on some level don't you my yeah. nah my wife my tough yeah okay anyway did i ever tell you about when i ate a pot noodle and found a bit of metal in it I vaguely remember you mentioning it, yeah. Yeah, a big chunk of metal in my pot noodle at work. And I was so pissed off because it really hurt my mouth when I was eating this. So I took a picture of it, sent it sent it to Golden Wonder via Twitter, complaining and saying, what the fuck's this all about? Basically trying to get some free pot noodles, I'm not going to lie. And they told you to fuck off. Well, basically, what, what it turned out was I went out the back of the warehouse after I finished eating my pot noodle for, for a vape or a smoke or whatever I was doing at that time. And when I breathed in, I realized that piece of metal was actually a filling out of my mouth. Oh. So it, wasn't, it wasn't in the pot noodle at all. It had actually come from me. <laughs> Did you follow up and apologize to Golden Wonder online? No. No. You just still held out for those free pot noodles. Hey, mate, a Bombay bad boy is a Bombay bad boy. Do you know what I mean? That is very true. That is very true. Did you get any free Bombay no. bad boys? Didn't get any. <laughs> that, I imagine. That, that looks suspiciously <laughs> like your own filling, sir. <laughs> I imagine the social media team at Golden Wonder went, this fucking idiot, man. This is blatantly out of his own gob, you know? Um, <laughs> they, just looked at, they looked at your Twitter line and went, yeah, he's from Gloucester. He's lucky he even has teeth. So, yeah. Jesus Christ, Max. <laughs> Anyway, um, that stuff has been, you know, it, it, it's basically had a hole in it for yonks and then it cracked and I lost a bit of it and so on. I was over my in-laws yesterday and I had something to eat and I went, oh God, what was that? And basically the one side of it has just completely come away. So now I've got a whole massive yeah. hole in my mouth. It's just a big freaking gap now. It's so weird. So you've no tooth there? I have, but it's about this big, tiny little. Like, a, li- like a little sliver. Yeah, exactly. And I Apart bet you one... play with it with your tongue. I bet you're always annoying it with your tongue. I, I'm doing yeah. that right now, actually. <laughs> <laughs> There's this little sharp bit that needs to go away, but it won't. It's really irritating. But yeah, it's not It's not been a good couple of days, mate. I feel jippy because of the onion. I've been lacking mid-turf, you know? Uh, well, it's a good job you've got chain wrestling to, to put you in a good mood. There we go. There we go. Look at that professional. We... Ten minutes of waffling bollocks and then straight <laughs> back into the show. Segway beautifully. Oh, exactly, mate. Exactly. Shall we dive into the chat and see who has joined us? 
Early doors. Yes, show. Early doors, straight away, King's Pigs Better. And again, uh, thank you so much for the the artwork to, to um, start the show. I mean, he did even give us two options again this week, uh, but this time I've gone with the chicken one because obviously I'm a chicken afoul. Um, but he starts uh, the, the ball off with, he loved his chickens more than anything in the world. Uh, well, we'll get to that. Um, he, <laughs> oh, okay. he fed them, cared for them, and talked to them every day. He named them after his favorite celebrities and gave them colorful hats. I would I would so give them colorful hats. Um, he was happy <laughs> with his chickens, and they were happy with him. He is a chicken whisperer. He is Mr. Max. I am a chicken whisperer. And... That wasn't, I've not got a, a problem with the chickens, but I, can, I have got a bit of context about loving them more than anything. Uh, but okay. we'll get into it later. Um, okay. King's Pigs Banner then says, evening, gents. And then Sharon Hello. with the, with the, uh, we clear it's Monday night. You know what that means. Um, Dan Griffin, evening, say, evening, Mags, evening, CWF, and a big hello to the once through true star of chair wrestling, <laughs> Big Bob. Um, that's um, yeah. amazing. When, it's the first thing I mentioned when I saw when Sai come onto the stream. Oh, the, yeah. yeah, the bear's back, which is made brilliant. me feel really, really welcome. By the way, and here's the the big old letdown. The big old letdown himself. <laughs> uh, Connor says hello, Mags and Sai. Sorry I couldn't uh, join today. The home inspector decided to show up today, writing any notice, which is nice. I apologize for not showing up. The loan deal is off. Yeah, we just couldn't come to terms with you uh, moving over to Gloucester City. Um, it happens. Laugh, laugh is it always tries to get in the way. So, not to to be sorry about. Um, it is what it is. So, never mind. Don't, Mate, don't you worry yourself about it. You mentioned Gloucester City. There, have you seen? Oh shit! Gloucester... What? Just I've got you off on a tangent, and you're going to wax lyrical about Gloucester City. Well, first of all, pre-season, great set of results. Season starts soon. We're we're looking good. But secondly, have you have you seen the the kits that Gloucester City have got this season? I, the home I away think, shirts. I think I looked them up on purpose. I, I think there was a. I think we were doing a stream, and I wanted to look up the Gloucester City colours, and then I didn't do anything with it. But is it the green? Is it green and yellow? Green and white is the away green kit. And white, yeah, and red and yellow is the home kit. Oh, red and yellow. Lovely. That's it. Yeah, yeah, they are lovely. That's it. That's the that's the only side track I was going on. Brilliant. Uh, Oh, you're such a prick. Sharon, (laughs) we've got we've got to crack on. So we've got to crack on. Um Sharon, (laughs) big bob baby. Uh Scottish Danny, hello, sir. How are you? It says, Hey, you're seed ref. Uh King's Pigs Banner saying uh hello to Connor and Dan. Uh again, the old normal backslapper of our of our little group, and we absolutely love it. Um Turns out Sar juiced an onion. Jesus. Oh. <laughs> I mean, eating onions is fucking horrific in the first place, but eating them raw whilst you're making other food, other more tasty food, and you're snacking down. Yeah. It weren't like it was a white onion. It was a red one. It, oh, that makes the world of difference. I think anyway. you'll find it does. Okay. I will never, ever know. Uh, Dan Griffey says, I wasn't there for the latest vision. I was on the men from being slightly dead. Ah, who was there then? I think Matt Butler was. Um, ben Pigs was. Butter. No, I don't was think. Pigs was on there? I don't think he was. Oh, okay. That might have been the pub quiz. No, we didn't play them in the pub quiz. We beat 
uh, Ranta Masters. Well, we didn't just beat her, we demolished Ranta Masters. Me and my big brain. You and the ladder. <laughs> that question. Um, Dan then also says he doesn't have that many fingers. He can only count to 21 if he's naked and had a blue chip. <laughs> <laughs> Sharon, already straight away calling your name. You're, you're just a bad one. Um, Dan Griffin says, Max, you can't mock Sar for saying tooth and then him come at him for saying tongue instead of tongue. Tongue. That sounded exactly the same. Tongue and, yeah, they are the same. Tongue. Tongue. Not tongue, tongue. Tongue. No, that's not, that's not, no, tongue. There's a sound after no, it's tongue, that tongue. And like, <laughs> tongue. <laughs> yeah, tong, as in tongs, like the barbecue. T-O-N-G, tongs, right? <laughs> and, and then tongue has got letters after the G, so it's tongue. Uh, there's a noise after the G, isn't there? Nobody in the world goes tonga. Unless, no, you are, a... unless your first name's Tama and you, you call oh Tama tonga. No one says the uh. It's tongue. You're in one of those moods, aren't you? This is going to be I'm, one of those shows. I'm always in one of those moods. Sometimes <laughs> I'm just good at harding it. Uh, King's Black Pig's Banner, trying to just stir this pot, says it's impossible to give yourself a Tonga job. I don't know. I bet I could have a, a good go at that. Oops, a Tonga not- job sounds like some sort of weird sex act you pay for in, in like the Pacific or whatever. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Ten, and on the queue, here's my daughter. Ten, Fantastic. $10. Um, yeah, that's very awkward. Hello, Anya. Uh, um, hello. Good evening to you, Jay, and the pub. And then we'll finish off uh, for this one. He's not done a vision yet, but the new pub quiz is out tomorrow featuring um, him and Dan. What a tag team that is. What yeah. a tag team. I bet there's some knowledge being put forward on that episode. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't. I think you were being serious then, but it just sounded like mockery. It no, sounded I was being like deadly serious. Mockery. And then you um, spit all over your desk because you, you, you're, you're laughing at them. We we whoop them. I'm highly. We took out probably the the cleverest of the of the the motley crew we're involved in. So we beat mm. everyone. Oh, even better. They were on opposite sides. So Jesus, nil nil draw Ooh. anyone. <laughs> Uh, in recent episodes of Mags v Sai, I don't think we can criticise anyone else for low scores yeah. when it comes to answering. I mean, we knowledge. didn't do bad with the, the punk one. Was it two apiece? Something like that, mate. Yeah. Uh, now, we'll finish with this one uh, for now. Uh, would it be a CW soul without without some sex joke thrown in or calling people cunt? Oh, for goodness sake. It's nine o'clock. It's not... E- <laughs> That's the watershed, sir. Uh, okay. Okay, right. Before we get in to anything else, there is something I wish to do. There is somebody that uh, means the great world to me. Well, not just her, the whole family do. Um, my sister, as I mentioned before, is one of my best friends, and she has her family. Uh, you know, Alex, her chap, is also one of my best friends. And then we've got her kids as well, Blake, who's in his, his 20s now, fantastic young lad. And then we've got my two nieces, uh, Amber and Lola. Lola, uh, well, and Amber are both uh, type one diabetic, which obviously comes with various 
challenges and, and and issues with regards to life and so on and with lockdown and all this and issues with school um the issues being with the school by the way not lola and amber are fantastic so i just want mm-hmm. to put that forward um it's been a bit of a you know tricky time at times but i want to sing lola's praises she is absolutely fantastic and the way that whole family deals with the, the the type one diabetes and uh, the issues that you know obviously it's completely life changing to, to have one type one diabetic child never mind two Lola in her spare time uh, and whatever has has basically become quite the artist she loves anything art orientated and what I would like to do now is basically give her a shout out to a little project that she is putting forward um, that starts basically is open now, I believe, but the official launch date is tomorrow. And that is uh, an Etsy store that Lola has set up called Lolly Lou Art. And it features um, a lot of her own particular designs, a lot of her own artwork and so on. So some fantastic, uh, it's starting initially with a collection of stickers that you could purchase for a couple of quid a pop. It's, it's you know, well worth the money. Um, and I, for me personally, it would be an absolutely fantastic thing if the CWF could could support Lola in this venture. You can see if you're watching on the live version or watching back later on at any point, uh, you can see the Lolly Lou art scrolling underneath our beautiful faces just there with a website to the Etsy store there. Uh, we will also tweet out the website address and so on, the link, so you can just click on it and, and go straight there as well. And, you know, you've got various items there, um, various designs and so on, uh, little drawings and sketches and computer generated art that Lola's been working on. I mean, and she's, you know, she's still very young. She's still, you know, effectively of school age and she's been working on this herself for a great deal of time. And these shots and these images are so professional. Well worth checking out. I will send the tweet out literally now as we speak so people can have a little look if you wish. Uh, Click on the link. Let us know what you think in the chat and so on. But uh, yeah, chain wrestling family CWF. I would I would love it very very much if people would just take a little look, um, share the tweet, share the link, um, and just support Lola in any way you possibly can. That would be amazing. Thank you very much. Yep. So for people listening on the audio, that link is uh, etsy.com slash uk slash shop slash Lolly Lou Art, and that's L O double L R. L-O-U-A-R-T. There we go. I've just tweeted it out now. So go and go and have a look and go and treat yourself. Like I said, it's a couple of quid. And there's going to be more designs and more. I mean, at the moment, like I said, it's a range of stickers and images that she's done there. But there's going to be more goodies being added all the time. So, yeah, good luck to you, Lola. It's great to see somebody, yeah. uh, uh, you know, somebody so young trying to do something that they're passionate about and trying to make themselves a few quid at the same time. I reckon yeah, that's fantastic, Magsy. Great entrepreneurship. Yeah, absolutely. it is. It is indeed. It is indeed. Um, we're doing something different today, aren't we? Uh, we are, but w- w- can we just get to the chicken news first? Yes. Okay. Let's do that. Chicken news with Max only on Chain Wrestling. See, something goes wrong in the plan, and you just fall to absolute pieces, don't you? Do you know what? I've never. Well, not not never. That's wrong. But I've I've not had my my format for the show open for probably about six weeks because I've got so used to what we're doing. And but I'm when, but when to, that's how professional happen, I am, mate. 
Yeah, it's just amazing how how just it's it's like muscle memory now, isn't it? Yeah, that's it, mate. That's it. Well, nearly hundred live shows, nearly, and you could see Chain Wrestling one hundred live on Sunday the thirteenth. Sunday, not Monday. Sunday the thirteenth of August, seven p.m. start time. Make sure you are joining us there for a very special show. One hundred live episodes. Amazing. I feel like I've molded a professional podcaster. From, a, lump of, <laughs> from a, a basic lump of clay to the professional that you become. I'm a basic lump of something. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, before um, I get into this week's chicken news, I just want to touch back on uh, King Pig's Bladder's comment here. He says he loved his chickens more than anything in the world. And I said, uh, well, we'll get to that now. That sounded like I've had fallen out with the chickens, but no, that's definitely not the case. Uh, it just reminded me of something that I, 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 I say to the wife a lot. So uh, as some people will know, I, we have four granddaughters. Uh, they came along like buses, all in quick succession. Uh, so I went from having no grandchildren whatsoever, then in the space of two years, having four uh but that that meant uh when i said to the wife you've gone from being the number one person who i love to now being number five and she's like i'll even though it's horrible i'll take that uh and then i said to her a couple of weeks ago you do realize now that you're like number 14 in the in the list of things i love and she's like why am i number 14 said because i've got eight other girls that I would jump in front of a bullet before you. So Amazing. She was not happy at that. Um, anyway, on to today's chicken news. And this is just a follow-up from something that you asked about the other day. Um, you was asking uh, how uh, a certain chicken that that's uh, inextricably linked to yourself, uh, you are asking how uh, Charlie was, Charlie yeah. the chicken. Um and yeah, just thought I'd let the rest of the seed of ref know. I mean, this how weird is this? A wrestling podcast, and you, everyone's so invested in a bunch of chickens. But it's uh, the thing is, it's, it's a amazing. wrestling podcast, and our wrestling section of the show this week doesn't even have any wrestling in it. Well, it has two wrestling moves. Well, okay, so more than anyway. most John Cena matches. Oh. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I, I just thought I'd share how uh, Charlie's doing. Um, yeah, so Charlie is the biggest of the of the new chickens. She's she's basically just coming on leaps and bounds. She's uh, was okay. already the she was already the kind of um, it's hard to say leader because they don't really have a leader. But she was the the she's the one that the other little chickens look to for chicken protection she's like the 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 mobster of the little chickens against um, the against the older chickens you mean like yeah so so, so what happens with uh with when you introduce new chickens to a, a group is the older chickens kind of like bully the newer ones to to basically tell them we're in charge here this is our our flock you basically know your place uh and charlie was the first one of the the younger chickens to stand up to the other chickens. Amazing. Um, so she, she doesn't get bullied anymore. Uh, and by bullying, it's a natural thing. It's not like chickens are just like waiting for him outside of school to steal the lunch with you or anything like that. Chicken school. It, 
Um, but all the other th- the other three younger chickens go to Charlie, like they, they hover around her as like protection, hanging around with the the hard kid. Um, so yeah, she's the uh, cock of the younger chickens. Uh, so That's I just amazing. thought I'd, I'd share that information with you. Yeah. That is amazing. Fantastic stuff. Oh, I'll tell Charlie. She was, uh, hopefully she, she'll hear this. I don't know if she will, because she's talking, she's planning a time. I mentioned my nieces. Uh, Amber is Charlie's best mate, basically. And she's planning a time to go and see her this week. So they're, they're on a WhatsApp call somewhere in the house and have been all day plotting what they're doing this weekend. So she might not be watching the live show, which, you know, it's upsetting, Charlie. I'm not going to lie. But I'll pass that on about how her, her chicken namesake is doing so well. Yeah. And just defending all the other younger chickens. Just amazing. Amazing work by Charlie the Young Chicken. That is awesome. That is awesome. Ah, oh, brilliant stuff. Magazine, what Hello. are we supposed to be doing now? I'm not asking for the sake of not of me being unprofessional for a change. I mean that you've got a, a surprise. Bit. We're, we're, no, no, oh no. You, we're doing something different, you said. So what are we doing? So... Uh, as we mentioned earlier, Connor was meant to be a guest and he's absolutely shit the bed and, and really kind of <laughs> ruined it for us. So cheers, Connor. Cheers. Um, but no, Say and I spoke and w- with the potential of having Connor on, we didn't think there'd be enough time to maybe fit in um, all the segments that we do without running over. Um, so we was actually going to give um, Magsby Say and Miss this week. Um, but I had... Um, a little idea in in the in the the back of my mind that we could potentially fit in, and with Connor being unable to make the show, we definitely could fit in now. Uh, and it's uh, something that I wanted to basically get all of the Cedar Ref involved in. Um, we normally do uh, the quiz and the Cedar Ref just sit and watch, but I'd I'd like to see him get uh, involved. So I've found uh, a quiz, and it's off a website called Sporkle. And this is uh, a list of all the people who have been WWE or WWF champion. So you get a, a time limit, and there's 54 uh, people. Uh, I don't know how up-to-date this list is. Uh, it does have uh, 2021, so I assume it's pretty up-to-date because of obviously Roman Reigns taking the titles and combining them into the uwu, uh-huh. whatever it is. Um, but, yeah, I thought we could see if we could beat this quiz. Uh, eight minutes, 54 champions. Okay. So what you do is once you press play, a box will come up where you type in the name. Obviously, okay. that'll be my job. Uh, but between me, Sir, and you lovely people in the Cedar Breath, let's see if we can smash this quiz in eight minutes, essentially. Okay, so this is WWE, WWF champions going yes. back to 1963, is it? Yeah, from from the very beginning of the WWWF, or okay. I, I would assume, I, it's not World Heavyweight Champions, though. It's WWE WWF Champions. Yeah. <laughs> the first okay. pick. Okay. This no, is the level we're having, Barry folks. <laughs> I mean, he's the oh, only potential carrier. I want to say pig spiders as well. There's a comment a bit further up in the chat. He says he's been to have a look at my niece Lola's uh, site already and says that, you know, these, these drawings and that are fantastic. She's really, there you go. Max, you bringing the comment up there. She's really talented. Those stickers are awesome. So people dive on on that. The link is at the bottom yeah. of the page there and on our Twitter as well. So dive on in, have a little look, get yourself something nice and uh, yeah, support my niece in this little bench of hers. It'd be hugely appreciated. 
So, sir, you will have two jobs in this then, obviously shouting out names, but also keeping an eye on the chat for any names that uh, the the Cedar F threw out, because obviously I'll be busy tapping. This sounds like you're putting a lot of pressure on me, mate. Of of reading. A pressure of reading. There's going to be a clock ticking as well, and all the names. Let's just do it. We can do this. 54, (laughs) we can get these, surely. Okay, okay. Right. Are we okay. ready? Three, yeah. two, one. Let's go. So we can get them in any order. So let's go with Roman Reigns. I think it yep. puts in automatically when you when you finish typing it. We've got Ric Flair there, I believe. Yeah. Uh, Sid as well. We have a shake from Pig Spiders. Sid got Sid. Uh, Orton. We have a shake there from Pig Spiders as well. Nailed it. So. Um, We've got Matt Buddy Rogers Man. from Dan Griffin. Uh, Buddy Rogers, let's have a look. He'll be the first. Yep. yep. Uh, Seth oh. Rollins from uh, Dan Griffin. No, sorry, Seth Rollins from Pig Spiders as well. I've gone for Pedro Morales. Uh, yep. So, Seth Rollins. Yep. Hulk Hogan from Dan Griffin. Hogan. So Brock Lesnar from Pig Spiders and from Sharon. Warrior, I've gone for. Uh, oh. Brock Lesnar, yep. Uh, Rey Mysterio from Anya. Was he not? Yeah, he was. I thought he was only heavy, world heavyweight champion. Okay. Iron Sheik from Dan Griffin. Yep. Sergeant Slaughter from me. <laughs> Slaughter. Uh, a little, oh, Sharon in the chat there saying, do we need to add their names multiple times? Uh, I think, no, I think it's, it doesn't, Death they could have one run or a hundred runs. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's just the name. So, this will be the date of their first reign, won't it? I guess. We'll, yeah. okay. we'll have Samatino. Uh, Bret Hart is a shout from Scottish Danny. Good shout. Uh, John Cena from Anya. Good shout there. Kevin Owens as well from Pigs Badders. Punk. Kevin Owens. Was he double champion though? Oh, Kevin uh, Owens doesn't count. Does he not? It was the universe. It was the the red belt, weren't it? Ah, uh, the universe. Uh, Shawn Michaels, of course. How can we forget that? Kevin Nash, Diesel. Diesel, correct. Uh, Triple H, Sharon says. Good one. Yep. Uh, Pig Splatters and Anya shouting out Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yep. Dan Griffin with Mankind and Pig Splatters throwing out The Undertaker. Look at you guys flying through these. It's a bit con- <gasps> bit concerning. Uh, that we, we're not nailing these very early ones, but so we might as well get Bob Backlund in the mix. Yeah, Bob Backlund, of course. Uh, Anya shouted like Shane McMahon there, but it wasn't. It was Vince McMahon, wasn't it? I don't think Shane was the title holder. Shane was uh, the European champion, weren't he? Vince yes, McMahon. Yes. Yeah. Dean um, Ambrose. Dean Ambrose, of course. Daniel Bryan, Anya shouts as well. That's a good one. Pigs Badders of AJ Styles as well. AJ Styles, yep. Uh, oh, uh, Stasiak. Stasiak. Yeah. He, he had it for like was it six days? He held it for. Um. Any more for any more guys? Sergeant Slaughter. Have we got Sergeant Slaughter yet? We have. Yeah, we've done Slaughter. Ivan Koloff. Dan says in the chat. Not even tapping there. That'd be fun. Am I spelling that right? I don't know if I'm there. We go. Yeah, Billy Graham. Dan says as well. Was Billy Graham champion? Yeah, he was for a period, wasn't he, in the 70s? Yes, certainly was. Uh, Anya with Drew McIntyre and Pigs Badders with Iron Sheik. Have we had Iron Sheik yet? Yeah, Iron Sheik's gone. 
Okay, Jinder from Scottish Danny and Dan Griffin. One of the best champions ever. Amazing. <laughs> uh, oh my goodness, I'm really racking my brains now, Maxie. Really racking my brains. This is more, again being put on the spot, isn't it? It's tricky. Bobby Lashley. Ah, okay. Uh, oh, Dolph Ziggler. Do we get Dolph Ziggler? Kofi Kingston. I'll, I'll put Dolph next. Dolph Ziggler. Piggle pudding pants. Spelled it wrong, Evan. What a clown. <laughs> Oh, Dolph Ziggler must have been world heavyweight champion because oh right. yeah oh yeah it's a big gold wasn't it uh, yeah. Dan Griffin with a shape for Big E Big E yeah Connor with a great shape there the Miz doing well guys doing well only fifteen to go okay let me think nineties champions uh, oh Yokozuna yep uh, Dan is shouting Kane 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 one day rain yep yep uh, Jeff Hardy from Dan as well Edge yeah Scottish Danny shouting out Rob Van Dam yep where are I gotta go right into the screen to see the years now isn't it? Well, we so we've got 88 98 99 okay uh, is 88 2001 is 88 potentially Andre the Giant I know it was stripped from him but Andre the Giant, yep. There you go, okay. Dan is shouting out The Rock, of course. How do we forget The Rock? We're idiots. Rock. Uh, Strowman from Pigs Matters. Strowman is not one, it doesn't look like that. Okay, uh, Anya shouting out Christian, but I think he was world champion, wasn't he? Yeah, and only given because uh, we really felt guilty. Mm, yes, indeed. Okay, let me have a look at these dates again. What have we got left here? So 2000 we got left in 2001 Kurt Angle well, Eddie Guerrero on them so Kurt Angle yep okay 2001 would be Jericho wouldn't it at the end of the year it's Jericho yep so two in 2004 two 2004 oh my word um, oh this is stuck me now got six left Carly Pigs Badders says he not world heavyweight I don't think he I think was he might have been JBL, Scottish Danny shouting out there. Oh, shout. Well played. I can't. I need to check my eyes tested, man. Okay, so 1999. 1999. 1999. Oh, champion from 99. First title reign in 99. There's one in 2017 that we haven't got as well. That's shocking. Oh, my goodness. 2017. I, I, I'm racking my brains. I can't. Eddie, Dan Griffin says we got Guerrero, didn't we? I don't think we did. I don't think it's spelled his name out. And I'm sure okay. it was the it was the was it not the undisputed cow? What about Benoit? Oh Benoit, of course. That that well, that was the world title, wasn't it, in 2004? Pigs Badders is giving a shout out for himself, King's Pigs Badders. I don't think he's Eddie Guerrero we've got, yep. Big show, Dan Griffin says. Mark Henry. Oh no, he was ECW champion, weren't he? He was, he was. Oh my goodness. Um, Three to go in ten seconds. I think we've done well, but I think we have. I can't even. I can't even think. Does it give us the answers afterwards? Uh, I think <laughs> it does. Oh, so what do we miss? Oh, Alberto Del Rio and Bray Wyatt. Pigs batters literally just as it closed. Shout tonight, Bray Wyatt. There, look. Ne- we- we nailed it though. 51 was, out of 54. Great. That was fantastic. And, and, well done, everyone in the chat. And this uh this website, Sporkle, has lots and lots of these WWE quizzes, so I'm sure we can uh revisit this in the 
in a future episode yeah brilliant i enjoyed that let us know in the chat what you all think of that if you want to do some more of those in future episodes i think that was good fun uh and also well done there. guys absolutely well done you all you oh, yeah. all nailed it what uh, was 51, that 51 out of 54 50, 54 play. yeah well played guys well yeah, brilliant played. stuff well done everyone magsy i enjoyed that but I'm, again i'm stressed now the pressure is too much mate <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's let's just calm it down now and go to the the non-wrestling topic of the week. Yes, let's do it. NWT time. Oh no wrestling talk here. It's the non-wrestling topic. Lovely. Nice. Lovely. Nice. Oh, lovely. Lovely. <laughs> Belch. Okay, okay. This week's non-wrestling topic is what well, I've, well, I've worded as random thoughts, but it seems everyone else calls them shower thoughts, Maxie. Yeah, that's what I've always known them as, shower thoughts, yeah. Yeah, okay. And a few examples that I found online to try and uh, sort of, you know, again, I suppose literally that, use as examples for people. Uh, I mean, if you kill a killer, the number of killers in the world stays the same. Yeah. That, that, sort of, that sort of vibe, isn't you it? You become a killer. Yes, exactly. Is the S or the C in scent silent, or is it both? No, but then well, if no, it was both, it'd be ent. It'd just be ent, wouldn't it, dumbass? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we had quite a few come in. Some, some more serious, some more sort of a from the angle of uh, you know reflection for that that particular person. But a lot more kind of just random shites random vibes random thoughts and mm-hmm. uh, i think we could have some fun picking a few of these apart magsy we can because some of them are uh, very thought-provoking and then some are just stupid yeah there we we, the cwf covers the whole gamut of of shower thoughts thought-provoking and a bit stupid i think it should be the tagline for this show Look at that. Straight to away. this is this is the level we've come to unless you kill two killers yeah, see, we've already found a flaw in one of these shower thoughts. So, but the, the shower thought was literally if you kill a killer, as in single ah. killer, no plural of the killers. There we go. <laughs> so we've picked apart your your Picking reasoning apart. there. Mm. There we go. Uh, and it's funny we mentioned Dan Griffin because I will go through them as always, Magsy, in the order they arrived into us, sort of in a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, first up, we have Dan Griffin at Dan Griffin twenty one on Twitter. Incidentally, Doctor Who pod this week. We had an absolute blast recording it. Came out today. Came out very late today because someone forgot to upload the show. Just going to leave that you. hanging there. That'd be you. It was me. Uh, Dan says, <laughs> why does your nose run and your feet smell? Mm. I mean, it, it, does, it does make sense, but I think it's this because your feet give off a smell, so you smell it and the snot runs out of your nose. So Let's that's what it means. But start talking about snot. The mucus then. The Blech. mucus. Um, <laughs> Sharon, <laughs> what if you'd already killed and then killed the killer? This is, look at what this, I'd, I'd said to you that this would happen, that these people would go <laughs> too far. Look, it's just going to be a big debate now about how many It's going to be four are. hours long, this show. Yeah, as it. we as we just pick apart everything. Uh, Dan continues. If a comedian sits down, are they still a stand-up? What about comedians in wheelchairs? Ah, interesting. 
because they never stand up. Lazy bastards. No, n- not no. <laughs> uh, okay, fair enough. Let's go. Let's go down that road then, shall we? And see that that can be what we wonder if we can get cancelled about this week for insulting the disabled. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> My God. Uh, Dan also says if soup is essentially water and vegetables or meat and fish, then the sea is technically soup, which yeah. would make swimmers croutons. Why? Why would it? It surely we would just be part of the meat, vegetables, and fish. I suppose because we're crunchy, aren't we? But if a, a raw fish, do they not have bones? Are they not crunchy? Yeah, but you normally find that their bones are like really skinny bones, and they don't. You know, it's not like our what bones. About, our bones what about things like sea lions? Then do you think they'd be crunchy? Have sea lions got skeletons? That, that. Oh no! Hang on, I'm thinking of a seahorse. You dumb motherfucker! Because <laughs> <laughs> they're the same. Well, well, yeah, it threw me a little bit. Sea lions, yeah, they were up, but they, are they do they live in the sea then? Because oh, they, but they need to breathe out ox- oxygen, don't they? They they live on land, but they yeah. go this fish in the sea. They 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 go hunting for food in the sea. Right, so they're not like you know fish then are they so that's that's a bad example right but humans don't live in the sea but yeah he's he's dan has has put forward that we are croutons but surely if we're in this if we're we're in the sea we're part of the soup we're added afterwards though and croutons get added after to the soup don't they so yeah It it works it works i'm only agreeing so we can move on And this would be a running theme. Uh, uh, Dan also says, if your first birthday, is your first birthday actually your second birthday? Because your first birthday should surely be the day of your birth. That's true. That is actually true. Right. But sure, You're not celebrating the, the birthday. It's the number of years that you have been alive. Yeah, I am one today. That's, you know, because it is, well, you know. You're not. You're literally like 42 I, you really struggled with that then, didn't you? I, I couldn't remember if you were 43 <laughs> or not. <laughs> yeah, no, that's right. Yeah, so when you're born, that's your birth date, isn't it? Yeah, and then your birthdays are celebrating the number of years that you have yeah. been on the earth. There we go. Pigs Bladders, at Pigs Bladders on yeah, Twitter. Just, just totally miss out the rest of Dan's. It's okay. Is there more, is there? Yeah, so he's put all th- uh, thumbs yeah. are fingers, but not all fingers all right. are thumbs. I've got them. I've got it. I, sk- I skipped too far forward in my screenshots. All right. All thumbs. <laughs> <laughs> You're all thumbs today. I am, mate. I am all over the place. Oh, I keep getting mesmerized by my new microphone. It's really sexy. Um, all thumbs are fingers, but not all fingers are thumbs. The- I don't know about That's that. Cause- so is your thumb a finger as well, then, is it? It's an appendage, isn't it? Right. It's it's a it's it's the same as a a, a finger. It does the same job. It's all it's yeah. for the sake of gripping. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll buy that one. Uh, maybe oxygen is killing us, but it just takes years to do so. Yes, yeah, a slow mm. poison. Slow poison. Yeah. Wow. That's proper. You don't want to be you know, drinking. That's conspiracy theory talk, yeah. right, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Um, I'll tell you what, the next one is the birthday one. So how have I missed out those top two? Because 
I mean, how do you do any of the things that you do? I don't know, man. I'm sort of really worried, to be fair. Anyway, Pigsbatters at Pigsbatters on Twitter, the Photoshop wizard <laughs> himself. He says, how do they make the non-stick surface stick to a frying pan? Okay. I mean, I vaguely know the answer to this. Okay. So what happens is the it's obviously Teflon, uh, the non-stick. Um, so what they do is on uh, one side of it, they they smash it with uh, ionized, um, I think it's ionized air, or something like that. So basically Teflon is a plastic. It's tetrafluoroethylene or something like that. And okay. They smash it with this uh, ionized air to get rid of all the fluorine, which is the part that makes the Teflon non-stick. And what this does on, on the under layer makes it makes it sticky essentially. And then they, they blast it with loads of heat. So it's red hot and then press it into the pan. So the, the, the coating then sticks. And then when it cools down, it's uh the, the, the top layer is still, is still tetra uh, flora ethylene or whatever it is. And then the bottom layer is, is stuck. So that's how they do that. Okay. Welcome to science lessons. <laughs> <laughs> um non-stick pans when you make something with them mm-hmm. food still sticks to them though N- not at the beginning it, it does after use when uh the teflon like anything else it wears away because I, I i had this shall we say arguments too strong a word shall we say we were talking loudly my wife and I. And, uh, so it's <laughs> magic then <laughs> yes it's magic brilliant <laughs> Um, yeah, and basically, I had to use like a scouring pad or a bit of wire wool to get, something off, to get something off the non-stick pan. And Sharon was saying you're going to take all the non-stick off the non-stick pan. And I was like, well, if I if I if I <laughs> if I have to use the wire wool, surely it's not non-stick anymore because something's stuck to it. Yeah. So what's probably happened is it's got macro scratches from your utensils, mm. which has then caused stickage. And to be fair, I did fuck the pan up, so Sharon's kind of right. But, it- <laughs> but using using anything metal on Teflon is always a bad idea. Well, I know that now. Um, <laughs> uh, Pig's Badders continues. Why is belly button fluff always a different colour to the top you're wearing? Right. So belly button fluff is it's it's the gathering of fibres and. It, it's usually the color of the of the the atoms of clothing that you wear the most color of. So if you wear a lot of black t-shirts, it's likely that your belly button fluff would be black. But when you pick it out, you might be wearing a yellow t-shirt, and you'll be like, "Oh, why have I got black belly button fluff whilst I'm wearing a yellow t-shirt?" So it's not that t-shirt you're currently wearing; it's an amalgamation of all the t-shirts that you've been wearing. There we go again. Welcome to Science with Mag. I'm enjoying this. I'm enjoying this. Join us next week on Chain Wrestling when we discuss the JFK assassination. <laughs> I don't like belly button talk anyway, man. You know, like certain things make people cringe. Belly button's one of those things for me. I hate it. Yeah, same with the wife. She cannot stand it. Even if I say I'm going to do like stick a finger in a belly button, she absolutely goes mental. She goes. You know, mental. I said to you before about I don't like heights. And if I have to climb a ladder or if I'm up high for work or anything like that, my feet go all funny. Mm-hmm. My feet go funny if somebody touches their belly button or something like that in front of me as well. It's almost man, the same feeling. Man does that when people 
bat wool. So do you know like when people will like chew the cuffs of their yeah. jumper? Oh my god, it's the worst feeling. I, yeah. I'm, I'm tired of thinking about someone doing it. Oh, it's horrible. Pig uh, Spaddos says, if you give a cat or dog kebab <laughs> from your local takeaway, does that make it a cannibal? I mean, I don't really want to go to the kebab uh, takeaways that, that Pig Spaddos goes to if the if he's convinced that they are made of cat or dog. I mean, yeah, I, you, no want to at least, you, you want you need that grey area, though. But, yeah, this might be cat or dog. You don't want it confirmed. Mm. So, yeah, I'm worried. Don't go yeah. to those takeaways again. It's probably not good for the cow dog anyway, because it's quite solid, <laughs> it? yeah. to eat their own cat. Yeah, probably not. Uh, I suppose cats would cats eat anything, don't they? Uh, well, our cat won't. Our cat does not eat chicken. Well, we probably eat a dead cat though. You, you <laughs> it. I mean, most cats are just waiting for their humans to die so it, they can eat them anyway. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. You, you hear stories all the time about people dying and cats. Yeah, well, there you go. Uh, Heinz lied about 57 varieties. What else are they hiding? Well, yeah, I mean, what, it was was it Henry Hans? I think the, the the boss of Hans, he had, I think he thought that 57 was a lucky number. So okay. they, they actually sold, were selling like 65 varieties when he came up with the, the 57. And now they sell like thousands and thousands, but they still stick with 57. What, of yeah. different varieties of baked beans? No, different products altogether. Oh, I was going to say, because there's not different. How many different, do you think hands or they do baked beans? No, I know, no, they do like ketchup and shit as well. Of course, they're like bolo- no, bolognese, like, um, uh, what are them little bits of pasta with the meat in the middle? What's that called? Ravioli. You can get like Heinz tin ravioli and all that sort of stuff. Okay, what are you having at night? Of all the three things to pick off of from the Hans repertoire, ravioli. Yeah. But yeah, well, I think yeah. it was because it was a look. He felt it was a lucky number. Henry Henry J Hans, I think his name was. Lion bastard. <laughs> yeah, I mean, who would buy? Ha- I've I've physically boycott Hans now because of the way they price gouged through the. I mean, I'm not a massive Hans. Uh, lover anyway but uh when the the cost of living crisis was at its peak they put their prices up by a ridiculous amount so and yeah it was like two quid for a tin of hands beans whoa that's ridiculous yeah. so Branston's uh, better anyway well a, a million times better but yeah we we in the we boycott in this house now hands mm. this is a non-hands house yeah fair enough mate uh, Rob at UTT Rob on Twitter. He says, "How come shower gel, shampoo, soap leaves the shower tiles so dirty? Surely it should self-clean." I mean, that does make sense, but I think it, is it not the oils and the fats in the and the oxidization in the in the gel? Hmm. I think it's that. I, I guess I'm just going to go along with what you say. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, MGB Graham, we've got an odd this, one. Just... This is a brilliant one. This actually blew my mind that someone's actually come up with this. Okay, so we'll 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 label them <coughs> A A B C D, shall we? So people in the in the uh, in the chat can shout out what they think. Mm-hmm. How would a centaur poop and pee? 
and we've got four images in front of us. And if you're listening on the audio podcast version later in the week, please jump onto Twitter and have a little look at what MGB Graham sent us so you can uh, check it out and give us your thoughts. How would a centaur poop and pee, Max? What are you thinking? So, uh, just for context, we've got the four centaurs and we've got someone's drawn jeans, pairs of jeans on the centaurs. Now, the first one here is uh, the jeans covering all four of the legs uh, and kind of like low riders, and it's got peeing at the front of the centaur's legs and pooing at the back of the centaur's legs. The second image has got... Got this is ridiculous. <laughs> I'm describing this. It's got the jeans pulled all the way up the back of the the two hand legs, and it's got pee at the bottom of the crotch and poo at the top. Then the third image is jeans at the front two legs, um, but the back two legs are uncovered. So essentially, they've got a massive hole in the arse of the jeans where the other two legs pop out, and it's pee at the crotch and then poo somewhere random like where a horse's penis would be or, his belly button or something. and then the last one he's got all encompassing jeans that are all the way up to his waist and cover all of these uh the bottom of his body and he pisses and poos everywhere out of every single uh direction yeah this option is a tough d, option d is just showering shit and piss everywhere isn't it it's it's essentially where he Pissy poo pants. Mm. Oh, this me, is, believe it or not, a wrestling podcast, just so yeah. everyone's aware. For, for me, it's it's the closest would be would be B, I would assume. Look at the concentration on your little face. It's, it's so hard. <laughs> it's so hard to, to to put into words this image. But B, where the, yeah, the, I think the so. jeans cover the back two legs and the poo comes out of the horse's bum and the pee comes out of the horse's tackle. Yeah, you think so? Because from, from the waist down, in all those pictures where you can see it... <laughs> Daddy's used to horse. wearing those kind of <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> And even better, it's oh. like a wish brainiac, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it we, is. We only answer the pertinent questions here on Jane Wrestling. Indeed. Um, <laughs> ben the Brick Fridge at Witticisms of Ben on Twitter from the Awesome Random Oysters podcast. I had a fantastic chat with Ben today for Safe Place Sessions. Uh, those episodes are going to start coming out, I think, sometime next week. Magsy, you are guest number one. Uh, that'll be the first one to drop, and then we've got a couple more in the bag as well. So look I, out I have for that. set the mental health bar very high, so you need some real problems if you're going to make a, a splash in this show. But, no, <laughs> but seriously, it was a, a brilliant chat. I really, um, I got a lot from it. Um, me and Sad a very candid conversation. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad to have been involved. Yeah, oh, cheers, mate. I'm glad you were involved. Ben says. Today's thought, should beard growing be an Olympic event? I mean, why would it be? It's mm. it's not something you can you can get better well, suppose, at, surely. Maybe not an Olympic event, but I suppose you do get people who have like, you know, like a, a summer fate or something, and they have like marrow growing competitions and cucumber growing competitions. It's a similar sort of principle, isn't it? Yeah, but you can do things to affect those growing. You can tend to the plants better 
just like a, a, a sport, you can get better at it. You can practice. You can't practice growing a beard. No, but there must be some science to it. I mean, you know, the, all these oils and you know balms and oils. They're all they're marketing gimmicks for to part idiots with their money. That's I've got that's some about. of those. And there we go. <laughs> now, but it does. It, it's not. Beard it's trimming it makes my beard like, really soft. Beard design. Uh, yeah, because it's hair, and you're covering it with oil. Right. So I'm, will, not dispute, it, I'm not disputing what I'm doing. I'm just it telling doesn't you what make the, it grow amazingly faster, though, does it? You're not going to get the world record for for the speed <laughs> of your beard growth. Like, oh my god, you can watch this guy's beard growing real time. Okay, okay, but then isn't it true, Sharon? In the chat, will probably know the answer to this, being a hairdresser and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> isn't it true that hair grows faster when you're sleeping? So if you took like a fuck ton of sleeping pills. <laughs> That would make your beard grow more, wouldn't it? And also probably kill you. So, no, I don't mean take enough to kill you, just to make your beard grow. <laughs> take enough <laughs> sleeping tablets <laughs> to make your beard grow. Yeah, <laughs> but surely if that was a if that was an Olympic sport, that would be classed as doping. Oh yeah. Well, there you go. In that case, no, it can't be an Olympic yeah, sport. Yeah, Ben, it's- what a ridiculous thought that was. What a, what, you're, a, you're a buffoon and a fool, and I'm disappointed in you. Um, <laughs> you're making that up, sir. Am I? <laughs> Brilliant. I thought I was onto I, something really clever then. I love how she just puts you straight in your place like, uh, you're an idiot. I swear that's true. I swear hair grows faster when you're sleeping. Mm, I don't know. I'm going to have to Google that later. I think I'm right, but I have been known to be wrong in the past once or twice. So She says the hair grows faster on the side you lie on the most. Okay, well, there you go then. And it also yeah. stops when you die. Actually, <laughs> your hair and your uh, nails will give off the illusion that they're still growing because your skin loses fluid and it loses its uh, plumpness. So it retracts. So actually, you can technically have more hair growth and nail growth when you die. Okay. So. In that case, then, if you were really dedicated to winning a gold medal, kill yourself. Yeah, you could die, <laughs> and then you know, <laughs> kill yourself two months beforehand, but make sure your family is still going to turn up at the event and drag you on the stage and whatnot. And you, really? you know, like yeah, like weekend at Burnies, but with gold medals. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing! Amazing! <laughs> uh, Cam at Cam Griff ninety two on Twitter. He said. <laughs> Why are ventilation systems in films so clean and seemingly strong enough to hold a rhino? Trust me, they are neither big enough, strong enough, and certainly not clean enough to be crawling through. Now, I refuse to have Die Hard ruined for me. Thank you very much. And I mean, I don't know. They are, they're always massive, aren't they? Ventilation mm. systems. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, that's a good but- one. It is, but they're not it, holding up. I don't think I've ever seen a film where a rhino tries to squeeze through a vent. No, but I get the point. People are crawling yeah. through it and all that, aren't they? Surely most vent- ventilation systems are just like the the poly part now, mm. rather than like the the tin structures that they were. But yeah, yeah I guess. I guess. Uh, Cam continues. Are bean bags boneless sofas? <laughs> that's quite good i like that technically they, they yeah. are so here's a, a a fun story well not really that fun uh me and the wife once bought a new sofa 
and it was ridiculously cheap, like, like really cheap. And it was not like it was secondhand, it was a brand new sofa, but it, there was just something on, you couldn't put your finger on why it was so cheap. Anyway, it came and got delivered. Uh, and it was really light to carry like a three piece um, sofa through, through like the, the house. I'm, I'm really concerned why this is so light. Because okay. normally settees and, and chairs are pretty heavy, aren't they? So we unpacked the, the boxes that they came in and then took all the lining off. And it turned out it was a, a, a three-piece sofa and it had the very thinnest wood frame. And then that was covered in polis, blown polystyrene and then carved into the shape of a settee. Wow. And then covered in, in leather. Yeah. Ridiculously cheap. But, but it was comfy. It was comfy. But literally a, um, a young child could pick up the, the settee with no problem. It was that light. You'd think a fire risk as well, wouldn't you, being made of polystyrene? Yeah, but it probably came from China, to be fair. Oh, fair enough. Cam <laughs> uh, also says, how many people are doing the same thing as me right now? Yeah. Plenty. I wonder stuff like that sometimes. How many people are listening to this podcast and, and saying that they are a nerd for what they do for work? <laughs> Cam in <One>. the chat. <laughs> I think it's just you, Cam. I'm safe yeah, to no, say that it's not. just you, but yeah, I do get that point that when you're in the shower having these thoughts, how many people are having a shower around at that very mm. minute? Yeah. Like, sometimes I think there's a whole lot how many people are taking a shit right now. Um, I can't say I've had that thought, but... Or oh, how many people I are making this, a cup of tea right now? I, how many people are eating onion uh, whilst making <laughs> toasties for people? Yeah. Exactly. What? I also want on that on the tea thing as well. I also wonder sometimes how many cups of tea have I drank in my life? You know, and also how many cans of lager have I drank in my life? I predict more than cups of tea. I don't know about that because I, I drink tea all day long. No, I'm not lager all day long. I drink lager in the evening. So. Ah, but then when you get to the lager, you knock them back quick time. Yeah, I suppose. And I you'll suppose. have a you might have a brew every couple of hours, mm. but them cans. Their chairs. Yeah, that's true. But it does. It makes me wonder how no, many. I'm calling you an alcoholic. I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> how many minutes of my life have I spent watching wrestling or watching football? And I, I think to myself, there must be a way of figuring that out. But it's far above my station to try and even you know work on some sort of formula for that. You know. Yeah. So just let that let that thought go. Okay, I'll do that. Too much. Uh, <laughs> Sharon, I live with you. You've definitely drank more cans. <laughs> okay. Well, that's answered that one. Um, are things on fire or is fire on things? I think it's technically that fire is on things. Yeah. 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 That's, yeah, that's what I reckon. Even though yep. you would say, oh my God, that, that very cheap sofa is on fire. Mm. There you go. <laughs> it's, <laughs> I'm on fire. I'm burning. Uh, Cal also says, what would I do if someone broke into my house right now? That's a whole other non-wrestling topic answer, he says. Well, then we'll leave that for another show. Cheers for that, Cam. <laughs> well, honestly, <laughs> you do have these scenarios in your head, don't you? Yeah. Um, you you know? Know? I mean, what would you do? Would well, you, for a while. Would you cower or or would you go and fart? Well, would for you a while. Would you castle? 
I used to sleep with a claw hammer down the side of my bed. Brilliant. That's definitely not illegal. What? Why? I could be hanging pictures. In in your sleep, hidden in your bedroom. Yeah. Yeah. No, we we used to get trouble where I live. You know, the family who had this house before us apparently had lots of grief. When we moved away, sorry, when we moved in, they moved away. We got on getting the grief off the other people because they must have assumed that we were still living there and so on. And it got to a point where I, I literally slept with a hammer on the side of the bed. Now, that may have been an overreaction. But that was kind of, I suppose, answering that question about what would you do if somebody broke into your house yeah. kind of thing, you know? I think with that, because you're premeditating something happening, you you would be in trouble for that because you've planned mm. for that. So that would be your, your reaction. Now, if someone did it and you just grabbed the first thing to hand and and knocked them out of it, then perhaps you'd get away with it. But if you had, if you had a hammer to hand on purpose you're probably going to suffer some consequences. Okay. So if I leave a few nails hanging around as well, I'm all right to go. Is <laughs> <laughs> what you're telling That's me. <laughs> it depends if the nails end up embedded in the, the burglar's face. Yeah, this is it. Uh, okay. Do you ever think about that, Maxie? What would you do if somebody broke in? Um, yeah. Um, not all the time, but I have had thoughts. And uh, I would hope that I would cave the brains in yeah but it you don't know what's happening until you're in that situation no of course yeah yeah exactly mate exactly uh steve-o at total steve-o on twitter he says comes out again not doing really well there yeah so cam also says what names do pets give their owners yeah exactly Mm. and just because you name your pet a certain name is that its real name. And is is your pet uh, barking or meowing at you saying, no, why do you keep calling me that? That's not my name. So you may call uh, Lemme Lemme, but he might, he might not answer you because that's not his real name. He might identify as Bob or something, Malcolm. Yeah, Gene. exactly. Yeah. Gene, Gene yeah. the cat. Gene the cat, yeah. You don't get a lot of jeans, do you? Unless the, you, uh, you've got a centaur wearing them. Well, this is true. And you get and four different styles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Steve-O, at Total Steve-O on Twitter, he says, literally writing an hour before, uh, before we go live, he means, and his sorrowful is, why do people want you to have a template team in FPL, but they're your rival? No need for the Steve-O section music this week, he says, because <laughs> that's all he sent us. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's Steve-O time, not Steve-O section. So even though you've only sent us one response, I probably will still play it. Everybody say what time is it? It's Steve-O. Uh, but he's got a point. His whole mindset is that he gets asked about, you know, setting up a, a template team by people who he's basically going to be in competition with. It's because, I mean, I would assume it's because he's, he's part of a, a duo that, that does a show based on uh, mm. fancy football. So they might look to him as some sort of expert in the, in the field. So if they can get what he thinks and then maybe tweak it uh, to, to their likings, they can get a foot up on the competition. Perhaps mm. it's that. Yeah. Yeah, but I can understand why it would be frustrating. I can totally yeah. get that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah. I mean, why copy? Well, this is it. Lose on your own ground, exactly like I do. Um, <laughs> Magsy, that's all I've got for Twitter this week, I think, unless I've missed something else. Right? So we've got Scottish Daddy, so you clearly should have had that. Oh, what's wrong with me it. this week? Um, so he says, the person who discovered milk, what were they doing to that poor cow <laughs> when they suddenly discovered this? I have always had this kind of thought, like, how did people realise that you could drink cow's milk? What mm. were they doing? in the first place wanking them off exactly uh and th- <laughs> another one that is uh, who thought that rhubarb was a, a nasty thing to eat the first people who chewed on rhubarb must have realized how disgustingly bitter it was and and why not decide not that's horrific instead we'll we'll put 200 pounds of sugar in it to m- basically take the taste away why? Why do that? I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see your point. I mean, is rhubarb always bitter though? Because surely there must be a point when it's when it's ripe and it's not completely bitter. It's always bitter. It's fucking disgusting things. Mm. There's no no nothing good about rhubarb because even like if it rhubarb. was even if it was healthy, like it would it been essentially a vegetable, you've got to plow it with loads and loads of sugar which makes it incredibly then unhealthy. So yeah. there's no benefit to rhubarb. It's, it's, I do, it's I like rhubarb. just horrific. I, I like I, I've told this many times on the show, but when we uh, moved to the house, we've, we've got now the back garden had a massive rhubarb patch and I tore that rhubarb patch out and got rid because I fucking hate rhubarb. Mm, it's a shame. I like rhubarb. I like rhubarb gin as well. Rhubarb gin's nice. <laughs> Shock. <laughs> <laughs> no, rhubarb, rhubarb crumble, yeah. I just basically like rhubarb things. I'm not going to sit here and list them all because that would be pointless. I, I like rhubarb is kind of the gist of what I'm trying yeah. to get at, Max. Yeah, I, I, I got it. I got it. Yeah, okay, <laughs> cool. <laughs> uh, shall we dive into the chat, mate, and see what people are saying there? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's they, they're probably calling us for... Jesus Christ, it goes all the way back up. Um, so we'll, we've got a follow-up from Connor for a kickoff. Inspectors have left. Uh, hope they found nothing wrong under there. Spent all all of Saturday under the house with the spiders and the rats fixing things. Yeah, that's a weird thing about American houses. They're, they're all essentially built on stilts, aren't they? Yeah. There's always like a crawl space underneath. Yeah, that's yeah. weird. Uh, Dan, how many killers would a killer, killer, kill if a killer, killer could kill killers? Oh, I mean, what if he killed the third one? No, I don't know. I don't know. I can't keep up with all that. Dan also says he only thought of the crouton thing uh, as far as the fact that swimmers float. But yeah, but surely fish float, don't they? No, they don't. No, fish don't float, do they? So how how come they're not walking on the bottom of the sea? Because they swim, don't they? Yeah, but they're, they're floating in the water, though, aren't they? I suppose, oh, well, I'm, I'm thinking float as in on the surface, like a crew Like bobbing on the surface, yes. Yeah, Dan says <laughs> he'll fetch his tinfoil hat. Um, then we've got um, Dan Sheffield 2025. Um, absolute, calling him an absolute bellend. 
And then he says, I think there's something going on between Dan and your missus, sir, because is this a book signing or a proposition? Because your husband is right <laughs> there. So you do these things in plain sight, Dan, to, to take away the suspicion. Uh, Sharon, Sharon confirms it. Maybe a bit of both. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's uh, the book signing in Sheffield we went to this year. The next one is in 2025. So, And it was me, Sharon, was calling a bell end. I'm pretty certain. Yeah. And he needs an adult. King's Big Brother says he'll chaperone Dan. <laughs> I need a responsible adult. <laughs> That's him out. Um, well, Sharon will be there, to be fair. It's okay. Well, no, Sharon won't, because she'll be locked in a prison cell before that, apparently. Um, oh, but this is um, uh, the other signing in Shrewsbury Prison. They're using the prison grounds for book signing, and the oh, authors oh. are going to be sat in prison cells for readers to go in and visit them. and, and It's and a good job you're here for context. It is. Because, it is. And then Dan says, why did his last message get blocked? Was it because he said, was it because he said fuck? Well, obviously it wasn't because that one's come up and you've said fuck again. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Did something get blocked out, did it? Was yeah, it? that's weird. Maybe Sharon said, look, you're giving away too much of the game. Dan, yeah, it was- keep, it, keep it on the law. Keep it yeah. on the law. Uh, Kings Please Better says about the, the centaur, this is really scientific sport. <laughs> and then we got B, B, 2 or B. This is like a wish brainiac. Which one of us would be the John Tickle of the show then? I don't know what that is. You must have seen Brainiac. No. With Richard Hammond, where they used to do ridiculous science experiments and they blew up a lot of caravans. I remember. Oh, okay. I remember a show blowing up caravans. Yeah, they had snooker players come and uh, they would pot a colour and that's that would set off a, a reaction that would blow up a caravan with that colour smoke. You must okay. remember that show. No. And they used to do uh, fat versus thin, like which which would survive better in certain conditions. Like if you were... Nope. If you if your office was flooded, what part what office furniture would you use to um to survive? No. Walk, walking on a pool full of custard. You don't remember that one? No. Max Maxie, listen, I'm telling you, Brilliant. I don't think I've seen it, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. So we had all the the beard talk. Sharon confirms that I was correct. And then King's Pig's Banner and Sharon got into a bit of it by saying um, it it stops when you die. And Sharon says, no, it doesn't. And yeah, yes, it does. It's it's the skin retracting, so it stops growing. Look at that. You, I love the pettiness and the, pe- the pedantry of, of yeah. the CWF. It's amazing. Uh, Cam says, no, they don't use poly, uh, uh, poly, polyphene or whatever, uh, perhaps. Uh, he says it's still tin duct, but uh, the biggest are around five by five square, five hundred. I'm assuming millimeters. So yeah, 50, you could could you couldn't squeeze yourself through fifty centimeters. Um, next, we've got Dan. Often wonders how how much time he spent having a shit, usually whilst having a shit. Really, <laughs> there, there must be a way of figuring that out. There must. I mean, you could estimate, I suppose. Yeah, 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 you'd never be exact, but you could have a, you know, you'd probably be able to figure it out. But how, what, how would you take into account the times that you've ha- had the shit, but you s- sat there on your phone? Mm-hmm. Yeah, fair point. But does I that, suppose- does that time even count into it? Are you just counting 
Because well, you're not actually shitting at that point, are you? Yeah. yeah. I, I, I suppose you'd have to like. It's a lot of know, variables. You'd have to knock up a spreadsheet and time every poo you have for twelve months and all this sort of stuff, and then there's a lot of work that go into it. But I'm fairly certain you could figure it out. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, Sharon says the fire is on me. Doesn't quite sound the same. No, you're right. It sounds very weird. Speaking of the fire, uh, the neighbors are cooking again. I'm assuming <laughs> that means the fire alarm's going off. Yeah, the smoke alarm goes off all the time. Uh, Cam says he can't wait to be part of the CWF Fantasy Football League. Um, it's looking good, man. It's got quite a few teams in there already. That's awesome. Um, Sharon says, if you can't feed a gremlin after midnight, when can you feed them? Well, clearly before midnight. Well, yes, but we were talking answer. about we were talking about this I, the other night because all time is after is after midnight. Yeah. So is it when um, we we came to the assumption that it must be when the sun comes up because that would be the change, wouldn't it? Well, no, surely the change will be when the clock stop is at 12. That's then officially a new day. Right. That but it's mid- that- yeah, but you're not allowed to feed them after midnight, right? Yeah. So that's the midnight is the end of one day and yeah. the beginning of another day. Yeah. So you're not allowed to feed them at five past 12, basically. You're not allowed to feed them at five past midnight. Yeah. It's past midnight. So when would you be allowed to feed them again? Yeah. What's the-, the time frame of. Of when, so could it be seven o'clock in the morning? Yeah, yeah. But so we're I, suppose, kind of... I suppose that, yeah, you, the sunrise might be the, the best way then because that's I think so, when, when people would wake up and you start your day. You don't yeah. wake up at midnight and go, a new day has started, let's crack on. You sleep through that bit, don't you? So, yeah, yeah that makes sense. Then we've got some heathens. Rhubarb is delicious. Rhubarb is delicious. <laughs> no, it's not. Rhubarb crumble is lovely. Who cares about healthy? Rhubarb is great. Look, I mean, two of these are confirmed Yorkshire peoples, so their their choice doesn't come into it because they have the the rhubarb triangle, so they're honour bound to like rhubarb. Um, and Cam says he's been in a crawl space in Harrogate. Oh God, I feel so sorry for you. I mean, one good thing comes out of Harrogate, and that's Yorkshire tea. Uh, went back on tools, and it was creepy as shit. Yeah, I would See, like that. No, fuck that. Nah, oh, no, no chance, no chance. Uh, have you got any that stand out, Magsy, that have not been mentioned with regards to these um, uh, shower thoughts? Yeah, I suppose. Um, do crabs think that fish are flying? Hmm. Yeah. And also, how do you know when something smells underwater? Okay. Because you, yeah. you can't smell it, can you? No. But the, again, that always gets me as well, because obviously sharks apparently can smell blood miles away, can't they? And I don't think it's the fact they can smell it. They've got... The taste. They've got, yeah, receptors. Okay. That, that sense the blood's there. Right, it's like okay. a couple of parts per million of, of water. And that's because of the salt makes the, the, the water more... Um, I don't know how to put it, but it's it's almost like um, conductive of electricity. The salt makes the water more conductive, so the sharks can sense the blood a, a, a lot easier. Oh, listen to this. Hey, God, we're so educational. I say we. You are so educational tonight. <laughs> I'm learning so much. <laughs> a, a, another one um, that I've, I've given a quite a bit of ponderance to is you can never remember the beginning of a dream. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Whenever you're in a dream, you're always straight into that situation. You don't get like the the build up. Mm. 
Um, it's it's very possible that that ninety nine percent of the trees that you'll ever see in your life will still be there when you're dead. That's true. Yeah. Mm. God, so, it makes you think, doesn't it, mate? Eh? Get so yeah. deep, don't we, on chain wrestling? We do. Mm. Should we ruin that now by talking a bit of wrestling itself? Are you not going to come up with any of yourself? You know, just not playing. I bought mine up already. I bought mine up already. I often wonder how many beers I've drank in my life, how many cups of tea I've drank That's in my life, pause. how long I've watched pause. football for in my life. Okay, fair enough. Let's get into this wrestling then, seeing as you're being so pedantic. <laughs> uh, let's get ready to rumble! Mr. Mags, Mr. Mags, you smashed the pole. Uh, how? I mean, it's... The, the way that the, the CWF vote for these, this is another shower vote. It's, there's just no... You you can't you can't predict how they'll vote, can no. you? Because there was a, a massive run where you were you were nailing it and I were putting forward yeah. some really thought provoking picks and you were putting forward some absolute wank. And then <laughs> you were winning hand over fist, and then I put forward something like ridiculous like a trial. Yeah. With Vince McMahon as a fucking honorable judge. Honorable is the loose term, but and you guys bit and 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 absolutely decimated size pick, but it's but it was been fun watching where, where absolute classics have got like the Hell in a Cell Undertaker Mankind ninety eight that lost on a pole mm-hmm. before I don't know if we have we actually covered that I don't know but I don't know if we have but that that um that lost on a pole which surprised me I thought I was going to win a pole. Um, I think oh, one of the Austin been, Rock matches lost the pole. Massive, yeah. There's been massive matches that, and I suppose you could think that some of the matches have been covered ad nauseum. I suppose, so mm. yeah, I suppose and, something, yeah. And also, with people like to point and laugh at stupid shit. Yeah, this is true. This is true. Uh, on that note, then shall we get into this week's wrestling topic? That's not got any fucking wrestling in it. There is. There is two wrestling moves. <laughs> uh, total Steve-O in the chat, just popping in. Brilliant stuff to see Steve-O there. I don't know if he's still here, if he's gone, uh, but he says, hey all, as ever, we'll listen in the replay. I'm sure I'll find out, but what's with Kenneth Williams being on screen from the Twitter page? Mm. It's the, it's the, that, that is, I mean, clearly it shows that you don't catch the, the, the live version very often, but it's essentially just the, 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 the Twitter we read through the, the the comments and um all the answers that the CWF put forward uh, and we try and show them on screen if uh Sar reads them in order. I always read them in order. I don't, I'm not saying it's the right the order. order. The, the it's, order. It's an order. It's an, an order. order. Yeah. <laughs> I think the Kenneth Williams was in response to Scottish Danny asking what was the first person doing when they were milking a cow. Yeah. Exactly. Um, exactly. Uh, for our wrestling topic, we head back to the December the 5th, 2005 edition of Monday Night Raw and the trial of Eric Bischoff. Bischoff had been the general manager on Monday Night Raw for a few years at this point. I, uh, you know, cards on the table straight away. I'm a big Bischoff fan. 
I think the guy is bloody brilliant as an on-screen performer. I think he's brilliant in this as well. Mm-hmm. And I think he was a great GM, whether it was doing comedy stuff, serious stuff, the evil, you know, authority figure stuff, whatever. Um, but he was, you know, no longer going to be working for the WWE on screen or even off screen for a little while. He was going to yep. be taking a break or going home or whatever he may well be doing. So this is the way they decided to write him off screen. Magsy, how long has it been since you've seen this? Um, about a week ago when it, when it was basically introduced to me. Um, I think it was just through, um, a random YouTube deep dive and, I was able to strong arm it in, but yeah, uh, before that, before that recently came uh, back onto uh, my horizon, it's it's been a few years ago. I don't think I've watched all the segments all all in one, like, uh, like the, the WWE YouTube video has put together, but um, I've definitely watched the episode uh, of raw that this was on, uh, on more than one occasion, but it's been, it's been a while. Mm. Okay, I don't think I've seen this since it aired. Which that's becoming I'm... a regular thing with you. Yeah, have you uh, never uh, done a raw binge where no. you go through? Oh, well, brilliant. No, you shouldn't. <laughs> no, I've not. I mean, I, I did. I was rewatching Raw '96 for um, a change in attitude. I was following okay. along with you guys then. I was watching, oh, cool. uh, watching the Raws every week, um, and uh, it, the TV was awful. But I was enjoying watching it to, be able to hear I what you. I apologise profusely for making people watch that. <laughs> um, but I'm never. Uh, every now and again, I chuck like, like 97. I might chuck a random raw on from 97 to fall asleep, and then I wake up in the morning and like five of them have played, and I've only seen maybe half of one because I've been asleep. Yeah. But that's the sort of thing I do. Yeah, I've never gone and back. That's what the wrestle with Andy channel is all about. I had that on the other night. How good is that channel? I didn't watch um, any of the histories uh, or the build-ups or the all the, the ones that you expect. He's got other stuff on there as well, hasn't he? Yes, yeah. There's a lot of content on there. Um, countdown of like the greatest four horsemen members, I think, was on there. was one I watched. Oh, oh. <laughs> of course, Barry was near the top. Um, was he bollocks? Which one was he bollocks? Barry Windows was one of the best horsemen. Thank you. Okay. Flair's obviously number one with Arn. I'd probably put Barry just after that. Really? Yeah. Paul Roma. Oh, levels. fuck off, Mags. Fucking poor fucking Roma. You know. I would put Kurt Hennig as more important to the horseman than Barry Windham. He was in it for like two weeks. They were, exactly. And Spoiler were alert best. to everyone you know, watching along <laughs> on Nitro Nights at the moment. They were the best <laughs> two weeks of the horseman's careers. Oh, you are taught. Oh, let's move on, shall we? Cry out loud. You just press buttons, don't you? Just do your best to wind me up. Just when I'm trying to be serious, and we're actually getting to the serious part of the show. You, we are watching a fake court <laughs> with, with Jonathan Coachman as the, as the leading defence attorney, and you think we're being serious. No, fair point. Fair point. <laughs> um, little side note. I pressed the. I looked it up on the WWE Network first of all to make sure I, I wasn't missing well. any segments, right? And we do miss some segments. Uh, okay, right. I didn't think we did because the first two were okay, so I didn't bother checking anymore. Right. So um, I'll, I'll probably bring them up when we when we get there. It's only a, a couple of bits we miss a May Young um, segment, and uh, I think we miss a bit where Triple H. I want to say Triple H. Uh, 
questions Vince about uh, what's happening and why he wants Eric to to stay as as general manager. But yeah, the the one fun one we miss is the May Young one. Right. Okay. You'll have to talk me through that when we get there. Then. Um. But the side note I was getting at, I did that on my phone. The WWE Network update is bullshit. But on my phone, it's fucking it. brilliant. I hate it. I hate, I, hate it. It. I hate it as well, but on my phone, it's better than on my TV for some reason. I just hate all the ways that I can watch the network now. have all been changed, and I hate it, and I wish I wish it went back to how it were. Okay, on that lovely note, we'll move on. You don't, um, you the, don't even get, you don't, I mean, uh, this, is, this is the most annoying part. You don't even get, uh, on the old app, you, they had like the little screenshot so you can skip to which segments you want. Mm-hmm. You don't get that anymore. You've literally... Do you on my phone? Fuck off. You do? Have you got it on your phone? Try it on your phone. It might just be I've, on phones. I don't know. I've tried it on my phone, and I get the the same setup as the as the TV and the PS5. Uh, okay. There's little line. There's the line that you scan across, yeah? <laughs> and it's got little tiny dashes. No pictures, but little tiny dashes. And when you go up to one of those lines, words pop above it saying... Trial of Eric Bischoff, and then this scan is, on. This is, yeah. I don't have that on, man. Oh, okay. I don't have it on anything else but my phone. I can't watch TV on that. I can barely see what I'm doing now. I need glasses. My phone's too small. <laughs> anyway, um, the reason I bring that up, because I put it on the network, is because this is probably my favourite Monday Night Raw entrance theme. Mm-hmm. Is, it the, is it the Union Underground one? Yes. Yes. Love it. Yeah. It's a Love good it. Yeah, it's great. Um, straight off the bat, we're, we're we're off we're off to the races, aren't we? Vince McMahon arrives in a garbage truck. I mean, he did say the week before that if uh, if Eric didn't perform, he would be taken out the trash. And you know, Vince, he's he's if if anything, he's subtle, mm. and no better way to nail home that subtlety than driving into the arena in a fucking garbage truck. Yes, oh dear me. Um, he, he he basically does you know explains exactly what you just said, Magsy. I said I was going to take the trash out. Here's the trash you know, truck and all this sort of stuff, uh, and then he calls out Eric Bischoff, and we get another great bit of music from this era. Bischoff's entrance theme is fucking awesome. You love Bischoff's entrance entrance. Theme, I do. It's you great. Do. It's so good. For a little while, I thought he sang it. I don't know why. Yeah, I, mean, I thought I thought he yeah, sang it. Mean, you you could. Because it is, it sounds similar to his kind of like yeah. tone of voice. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I mean, I don't think I've ever thought that's an Eric Bishop, but I can see why you would think that. Mm. Okay. Um, you can see already in these early segments, Vince is having a bit of fun here, isn't he? He's yeah. loving the fact he gets to run Bishop down on screen. It, it just, that's that's his modus operandi, though. Anytime he can embarrass one of his wrestlers, whether it's or talent on the way out or in the hometown, he gets a massive hard on to do that, doesn't he? Yeah. He just loves it. Just loves embarrassing yes. people. Um Eric Bischoff is basically saying he loves his job. His job is what makes him who he is. And he effectively pleads for his job. Says he wants to keep his job. The crowd already singing the na 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 na. They were bastards, weren't they? Yeah, they they were desperate to get rid of. I mean, but where are we? We're, we're we're in one of the Carolinas, aren't we? Which is basically flare country. It's horse Charleston, country. Charleston, right. North Carolina. Yeah. Okay, so that that's you know flare and horseman country. They yeah. fucking hate Bischoff anyway because of what he did to flare. Yeah. 
Because so. yeah, they absolutely detested him. So mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Bischoff is not going to have the best of times from from here on in. It's not. Uh, Vince states everyone should have their day in court. So there we go. That's what he's going to have. He's going to have yeah. a day. His day in court. And then he he, he says he, he wants to explain why he's got two podiums out there and a and a raised pla- a chair on a raised platform. But that's because he's he's appointed himself as as the judge, the right <laughs> honourable Vince McMahon, and that um, he's Eric Bischoff. He's going to have his day in court, uh, <laughs> and then he uh, introduces the the prosecuting uh, uh, lawyer, Mick Foley, of all people, Mick yeah. fucking Foley. Yeah, um, I mean Foley looked well here, mind didn't he? There are some in a, in a very ill-fitting suit. Yeah, uh, shoes which look like he'd stolen them off a tramp. Yeah, <laughs> he didn't. He didn't look like a professional lawyer. Where coach, he looked. He looked the business. He looked like he he knew what he was doing. He clearly didn't. But Foley the, the um the little Batman lunchbox as well i love that that was brilliant man that was so good uh and basically mcmahon says um well we get opening arguments don't we and and the coach starts by defending his his client by stating eric bischoff is an asshole (laughs) which is is, (laughs) accurate absolutely accurate you know? and, it, and he, he it makes sense. He does uh, um, make a good point. It's that he's not there to be the fan's friend. Mm-hmm. He's there to uh, deliver the most entertaining show of the week, and that's what he's been doing for for four years. Um, and the coach, by the end of the night, is going to prove that not only does Eric deserve to keep the job, but he also deserve a raise and that he is the single greatest general manager in WWE history mm. beyond Hornswoggle, obviously. Oh, fuck Hornswoggle, man. I, I, I can't stand Hornswoggle. I really can't. Uh, Foley also says that Bischoff has been incredibly generous and done some good things for Monday Night Raw. <laughs> this, and harks back. What a this brilliant, brilliant point. Brilliant oh, point. He, he harks back to that night in January of 1999, I think it was, Maxi. Yeah. Uh, the same night of the finger poke of doom on WCW TV. The whole line from Tony Schiavone about Mick Foley is going to win the WWF title on the other channel. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's pre-recorded. That'll put butts in seats. And then hundreds of thousands of people turned over. Yeah. And Eric Bischoff is din- in denial of that, shaking his head. Um, and then uh, Mick goes on to say that uh, he is going to prove that um, as a general manager, Eric Bischoff was manipulative and deceitful. And that it will prove that he will he fails to entertain the general public, and then gets in the cheap Mick Foley plug of saying the public right here in Charleston, South Carolina, <laughs> puts the thumb up, doesn't he? <laughs> uh, Vince then says, "We'll continue this in a more suitable environment," which mm-hmm. makes me wonder why did you bother having the the chair and the platforms like in the fucking first place but okay they, whatever. they get used later on in the show that's yeah, i suppose yeah. but then they would have to be taken down for the wrestlers to wrestle yeah, for the rest of the matches and then put back up yeah so yeah it is pointless uh sharon delivering the 
the cup of tea there. My cup of tea. Yeah, there we go. And Thank not, you very much. And so that's one more cup of tea to add to your tally. I'm going to start counting from now. So I'm just going to mark it down. One. One. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we next see, well, as far as I could recognize from the YouTube link, we next see them at the uh, courthouse and we have Chris Masters acting as the bailiff with his shirt <laughs> off and a hat on, and a, which was and a, hat, and a bailiff hat on. Brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Foley's got his feet up on the desk and, and so on. Um, and we get the, the first witness called, which is Stephanie McMahon. That's correct. With entrance music. Yep. Which I mean, kind of threw me a little bit. I mean, why? I don't it's know. Probably, it weird. probably just to entertain the the crowd who are mm. watching this on on the Titan Tron. Mm. Yeah, fair enough. Um, Stephanie looks great here, doesn't she? I mean, she has done for a, a long while. I mean, she still mm. looks great now. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not saying she doesn't now. I'm not saying why. Stephanie looks great here, but my God, she's took a turn for the worse. That's not my intent. <laughs> my intent. She has <laughs> not aged well. <laughs> uh, blonde Steph, I quite like. Um, exhibit A is the time that, and we covered this before, didn't we? Because it was in one of our wrestling stories that went nowhere. Way, way, way back, a very early episode of Chain Wrestling. It was when Stephanie and Eric Bischoff shared a kiss. Yeah, and it's weird. And yeah. I mean, it's not weird because of that. It's weird because he's wearing a Vince McMahon rubber mask and doing a Vince McMahon impression. And then Steph gets kissed by him. And she's she hates it at first. She's mm. trying to fight him off. And then she gets into it. And he, sl- he slams her onto the table and, and she's going at it whole hog. And then when he walks away, there's a raw little smile on her face. But then when we go back to court, she's claiming that um, that Eric impersonated her, her dad and then violated him. And it's been three years and she still cannot get the taste out of her mouth. That's how I feel about that fucking onion I heard it. <laughs> and <laughs> the best part of this segment was Coach tries to object and Vince, shut up! <laughs> I mean, overruled. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, flashback to Stephanie McMahon as the SmackDown GM. Uh, here, she's dressed as a hot witch because it's Halloween. Bischoff was dressed as Vince McMahon for a reason. It wasn't just he was walking around with a Vince mask. But it was <laughs> Halloween. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Steph as the hot witch, banging look as well. Anyway, um, what that comes out getting inspiration for the next Halloween? Um, oh, mate. episode. I've got a couple of ideas for the Don't Halloween. Be a hot witch. I'm not going to be a hot witch. I'm not. Um, I did ask the question to Sharon, though. If I dress up as an Asian lady, is that racist? Oh, God. And she said, if you're dressing up as an Asian wrestler, that's one thing. But to literally refer to yourself as an Asian lady, that's incredibly racist. So, Were you going to be like a geisha? No, I wasn't going to be a geisha. Far more clever than that, mate. You'll have to wait and see. Yeah, that's the Gail Kim. (laughs) It's not happening. You're is not, not dressing up as a, as something. I'm the racist one on here. Oh, I'm. That's don't clip that, people. Um, I am. I am misconstrued as the racist one here. I say uh, the silly things. Don't come dressed as an Asian person. Okay. I was gonna, basically I was going to see if I could work out a way of being Bull Meccano with the face paint, and yeah, then I was going to do I, my hair straight up. 
I think you could pull that off. That wouldn't be racist. Yeah. That's homage. So Sharon's yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, Sharon's right. Sharon's right, because the way I worded it was probably very racist. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't my intent. <laughs> That's the Gloucester coming in from you. Uh, maybe, maybe. Um, Tajiri was the next witness that I got. Yep, I think so. Yeah, Tajiri's next. Speaking of uh, racism, we get Tajiri basically being mocked by his own interpreter, I think. <laughs> <laughs> this interpreter is absolutely brilliant though. So um Tajiri says, I wish that a pregnant rhinoceros would shove his mighty horn up Eric's mighty crevice. Brilliant. <laughs> oh man. Um Chris Masters is then called to the standard. No, no, you you miss the 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 section the bit where coach then as payback to Tajira. Makes him fight Triple H. Oh, yes, of course. And then uh, to make sure that that doesn't sway the judge, he says that wasn't done out of malice, but it's just the spirit of competition. And Vince mm. is like, yes, it is. I accept that. And this is where we get the the, the fabulous Moolah and Mae Young. And maybe that's why they've cut this part because of, of Moolah and the, the controversy that, that happened around the... the yeah. Uh, her and her, her past, but uh, we get um, May Young coming to the stand and she's accompanied by um, by uh, Moolah. And then we go to an ad break, and then when they come back, uh, May Young is finishing a story, and it, the the final word is, "That's why Eric Bischoff has no penis." <laughs> Coach then stands up and says, "I object." There is little to no evidence that Eric Bischoff has no penis. <laughs> and then Mick Foley says he wants to introduce Exhibit B. And this is a video of May Young kissing Eric Bischoff in the middle of the ring. I think Stone Cold's in the ring as well. And then um, Eric is given a Bronco Buster. But before the Bronco Buster from May Young happens, she takes her pants off. And she's wearing a thong, like a black lacy thong. And she does the whole Rikishi slapping of the arse. And this is an 80-odd-year-old woman arse. And then she does the Bronco Buster and 80-year-old woman lady bits, barely covered by lace uh, underwear, are millimetres away from Eric Bischoff's face. So, yes, we get that. I'm quite glad that that was missing on the version Which I watched. Which is grim, yeah. And then Coach objects to this uh, evidence and says, this witness is old and senile, and above all else, she's taunting uh, my client because um, May Young was in the in the uh, the witness box doing the old... Oh, for goodness sake. She even does it to Vince, just just doing the, the V-licking thing. Mm. Yeah, it's not, good. Mm. it's not good. I'm glad I didn't see that. <laughs> I, I'm not going to lie. I'm not glad I saw you doing it. That was quite disturbing on its own level. But uh, thanks. Yeah, okay. I got it. Thank you. Okay. Just for the people on the audio. Oh, for goodness sake. Chris Masters is next up on the stand. The he bailiff is. himself. Uh, he sits down and introduces himself as Chris Masters. He says, well, Vince makes him take his hat off at first because... Yes. That's his 
bailiff uniform. Yes. And he apparently gives the wrong name because Vince says that his real name is not Chris Masters, obviously, and finds him in, is it contempt of court or purgatory or? Perjury. He's committed perjury. perjury. Uh, he's called Chris Medeske, which is obviously his real name. And then he says, bailiff, can you please remove yourself from the courtroom? And he essentially forces uh, Chris and Masters to, to leave the court. Yeah. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that. I think um, he was going to be the star witness as well for uh, for the defence. Right, okay. Uh, we got a witness up next that is quite in favour of the defence, and that's Davari. He sits there singing the praises of Eric Bischoff and talking about how great the guy is. He gave him a chance and, and all this sort of stuff. And then we turn to Vince, <laughs> and Vince is listening to his iPod and hasn't heard a word he said, so and none of it is relevant. He's listening to Ashley Simpson, firstly. And then when uh, when the coach says, oh, Davari can repeat what he said, Vince says, yeah, you don't need to repeat it. Uh, and also, Davari, you will not be refereeing Kurt Angle's match later in the show. Um, so, unfortunately, it, it, it doesn't happen. That's another witness that uh, Eric Bischoff uh, can't use, uh, another lot of evidence that he, he can't... Uh, Used for his case, and then we get Vin, uh, Mick Foley eating moon pies. Now, I think moon, I've never heard of a moon pie. Oh, I've heard of them, but I've never seen one. I think they might be wagon wheels from the look. Okay, of them. they look like yeah. wagon wheels. Yeah, that makes sense. Hmm. Um, it's recess, they say, so they're having, and he offers a wagon wheel or a moon pie to Eric Bischoff and lobs it. He don't just offer table. one, he just lobs it. He says, <laughs> I'll do you want a moon pie, and, he, and he's there drinking a can of, I think it's RC Cola. Uh, making sure that the the logo is 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 in shot. Yeah, it's oh, he's just he's just a scruff in it. He's just a, he a scruff. He is. Uh, Simon Dean is being called to the stand <laughs> now, so we get his. My music next playing. witness, Simon Dean. Oh. Where the hell is your witness? And then we get the boogeyman. And this was bad because. The boogeyman at this point, he's still doing all the worms gimmick and all that sort of stuff, but they're coming out of his nose. Yeah, and he snorts and it goes up one nostril and comes out the other. It's horrible. Or, yeah. So but, he, but he, unfortunately, is not he's not on Bischoff's side and he says, Eric B, you're going to get what's coming to you because he's the boogeyman. TikTok, TikTok, and I'm coming to get you. Smashes the clock, does the usual boogeyman things and then hides away. I assume underneath the 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 witness box. Mm, yeah. yeah. So really weird. it's not gone well. It's not gone well for Eric so far. Nobody's really come to to defend his corner. No, no. Not a popular chap, it seems. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody who is quite popular in this era is Maria. Look at that for a segue. Oh brilliant. And uh, she arrives dressed as Maria in this era did, shall we say. And um she obviously had this gimmick of not being very bright, very ditzy, very, you know, that kind of vibe. And even asks uh, Mick Foley to ask her the questions via Mr. Socko. Yeah. And Eric and Coach are both giggling away and thinking, yeah, we've got this. She's a fucking idiot. She's going to ruin this herself. And then it turns out she was actually really smart. Um, yeah. her, her testimony is that last week, Eric Bischoff, abuses power in a way that was malicious and capricious. 
It was this rash discourse that led to this locker room of disdain and mutiny and should be grounds for his immediate dismissal. And Eric and the coach's jaws drop. That was that's the hammer blow that this court case needed. And <laughs> Maria has just destroyed his his case. It's it's brilliant. And yeah. she also then gets to walk out um of the, the back entrance of the court just so everyone can turn around and assess the curve on her. Yeah. Yeah. And they do quite obviously, you know, very I mean, it's 2004, you know, I was going to say it's, you know, it's not that long ago, but it's pushing 20 years ago, but still it's very old, almost attitude era ask of a treatment I mean, of, of a lady. Vince was, Vince was pretty much masturbating underneath that. Yeah. That it wasn't a good look. Yeah. I mean, I'll say, I'll say Maria, that was a good look by all means, but Vince, it was not a good look. What was going on with the WWE at this point? Exactly. Um, we then basically get told we're going to go back to the arena for closing yeah. arguments. Yeah, because Coach wants to call another witness, but Vince says, no, no, we've had enough of this. We're going to adjourn, and then we're going back to the arena for the closing argument. And Vince and Stephanie go back to the arena in a fucking limo. Mm-hmm. Of course. Um, the, the closing arguments are, are set to take place, but Eric Bischoff decides he's going to defend uh, himself for this segment. Yeah, so... In here, I will interject. So whilst Vince was going to the uh, to the ring, he walks into Triple H, um, and Triple H says to him, you should listen to your number one guy in the company, uh, and I think Eric Bischoff should stay because he'd rather deal with the devil that he knows than the devil that he doesn't. Um, and I didn't get any of that. So Triple H says, if you think about it, he hasn't really done that bad of a job. But then um, Vince comes back to to Trips and says, the only reason you want him is because it, you found it easy to manipulate him. And Triple H says, yeah, you, you're not wrong. And then <laughs> uh, Triple H says, oh, excuse me, this is my daughter, Stephanie. Stephanie, this is Triple H. Now, clearly they've met before, but yeah. we, get, we get a really long stare between the two as if – they fell in love and it's love at first sight and yeah okay sowing the seeds of, of future storylines well that's a good thing isn't it you know yeah rather than, yeah i'd rather they did these sort of little touches and pre-planning stuff but yeah a little bit nonsensical to think that that's the first time they've met that was a bit yeah. daft yeah it's ridiculous but yeah um eric bischoff like i said is going to now defend himself and he does quite well. But again, it comes back to Bischoff being a good on-screen performer, I think. He's always yeah. been a good promo on that, hasn't he? Yeah, well, before we get that, Foley does his final arguments, and he says he keeps it short and sweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eric has abused his power for too long. You've got the truck, Vince, for the love of God. Let's use it. Uh, it's time to take out the trash. And I like the way he started this with, I will keep this short and sweet, because this segment is not short and sweet. It actually goes on for, for quite a while. So hmm. he laughed. Yeah. Yes, um, Bischoff mentions the Elimination Chamber, saying that was his invention, and we should have an Elimination Chamber main event at the next Raw pay-per-view. People will buy that. And he talks about how how good he is at getting people to part with their money, which is the whole point of a promoter, I suppose. So he's, he's singing his own praises in a way that would make sense for the role he's trying to keep, I think, Max. It was quite logical at this point, I think. Yeah, uh, and he kind of doubled down on a lot of the the comments that Coach made in the opening argument that 
he he doesn't like the fans. He he can't stand the fans, but he mm. knows how to separate the fans from their money. And yeah. Vince said to him uh, when he came to the company, controversy creates cash, and you can't deny that he's created a ton of both controversy and cash. Um, so yeah, then he, he like you said, he mentions the the elimination chamber, and that would eventually be his last um, his last role as as a general manager, making that uh, WWE title match at, uh, uh, at the next pay per view, and then he compares himself to Vince, and Vince. Uh, at the beginning, he's quite disgusted because he, um, Eric says we're both hated in this industry. And Vince is there, and I'm, I'm adored. How dare you say <laughs> it? Uh, and then he says, but more importantly, we are both respected. And Vince is like, hmm, yes, we are. We've overcome obstacles. We get things done. Uh, so Vince, please let me keep my job as general manager, and together we will make a fortune. Mm. Yeah. And then John Cena turns up. <laughs> he does. Fuck's sake. And even even at this time, the fans weren't they they weren't interested in John Cena being involved no. in this. I was sick of Cena at this point. As a fan watching, I was already sick of Cena by this stage. And he comes out and essentially tries to to suck off Vince. He's up Vince's arse, which is ridiculous. So he goes, I'm not here to tell people what I think about Bischoff. Everyone already knows I think he's a jack-off. He's out here because he claims to be a great man. And then the the final piece of evidence for for this court case is that he took away the, the ability for the fans to say, you suck because he has a finger on the button uh, and he he he's able to uh, censor when the fans are saying you suck, and he says to Vince, "You're a pioneer for for free speech." And and Eric is trying to censor people. Uh, says Vince, "You say what you want and you do what you want. You look ridiculous and dressed up as a robe, but we're here. Everyone's loving it." And then to try and get the 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 crowd on side, he says, "Allow me to get my Perry Mason on." And introduce you to introduce you to ten thousand surprise witnesses, and the fans are they don't know whether to cheer or boo because they just want this to be over. I think. Yeah. Uh, But he he gives them very lauded questions. Says, "Should Eric remain as the general manager? Clearly, they're going to boo. Do you want to see him get fired? They cheer, and then he says." the people have summed up your career in two two letters, F-U, because that was the name of his move at the time. Oh, look at that. See what he's doing there. <laughs> uh, Vince also has a little go at sort of, you know, surveying the crowd, I suppose. And he asks about the Elimination Chamber. Is yeah. this a good idea? And, and all this sort of stuff, and the crowd cheer for that. So Vince then says, okay, we will see that. You know, we will see the Elimination Chamber. You will see the Elimination Chamber. Everyone watching at home will see the Elimination Chamber. But not you, Mr. Bischoff. And Bischoff's face just changes. And I loved the way that was done. I thought that was really good. I mean, it it was probably a lie as well, because even if he was fired, he could still watch it. Well, yeah, he still, you know. Are you, are you barred from ever watching any WWE products ever again if you get fired? I don't think so. I, I bet if Vince could... 
there are certain people that he would ban from watching his WWE. Ted Turner. Ted Turner. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Tony Khan, definitely. Yeah. But, uh, but then we get the classic, don't we? We get the Vince McMahon in your face. Eric Bischoff, yeah, fired. Oh, the crowd love it, don't they? The pop, first of all, when he says about the elimination chamber, and says, "Oh, but you won't see it." The crowd reaction to that is quite quite strong. Yeah, but then the reaction to the "you're fired," oh, and the, you see the spit, classic WWE stuff. See the spit and the the vitriol coming out of his mouth, and mm. Eric Bischoff just having to stand and take it, and poor Eric Bischoff fired out of a job, and then gets FU'd by, by John Cena and no-sells it. Now, there's a reason why he no-sells it. Qu- clearly, he's got to get out of the ring. It's a but, shit move. <laughs> I mean, it's literally just... It's, it's, yeah, it's terrible. It's a terrible move. It's a violence but, carry take thing. That's all yeah, it is. Yeah. But it's meant to be one of the, the, the most protective moves in the business. So big name wrestlers have took that move and stayed down. And yet Eric mm. Bischoff takes it and crawls to the ropes <laughs> where he, he, gets then, at the butt. he gets kicked in the ass and then slammed, picked up in a, uh, by Vince McMahon and then slammed into the back of the garbage truck. And then the, the, the bit that I've never been able to get my head around, how do you gimmick a garbage truck to where when the mechanism starts working, it doesn't crush Eric Bischoff into a tiny little cube because the, mm. the back of the garbage truck starts to work and squash all the all the rubbish. And then Vince McMahon, Vince McMahon drives the garbage truck out, out of the arena, and that's the end of the show. It's the end yeah. of Bischoff as general manager. It, it's definitely interesting. Can you imagine um, getting fired, doing a poor job and getting fired? Understandable, but getting thrown in the back of a of a bin wagon and drove out the arena—that's embarrassing, isn't it? When I when I left the co-op when I was seventeen, I got thrown in the skip. <laughs> Brilliant! So you could relate to Eric. I felt Bischoff's pain. <laughs> One tear like that, <laughs> looking out of a rainy window. Yeah. Um, Final thoughts and, and out of 10 then, Magsy. What, what did you think of this? I suppose we're rating this on enjoyment level as opposed to in-ring action. Because if it's in-ring I mean, action, it's a fucking zero. Well, it's as as in-ring technical as a, a typical John Cena match. We, we yeah, get, there you go. We get two moves of doom, I suppose. Um, but for entertainment, I think this this is... It's a highlight of, of 2005 WWE for me. Um Eric Bischoff is brilliant in this role. Um, he's he clearly is on the way out, but takes it all in his stride and, and really sells it. This Vince McMahon, I thought, was funny, a bit a bit cheesy in some parts with the the iPod uh, thing and yeah um, and stuff. But that Vince McMahon is is almost cheese personified at, at this this era. I think it goes on a little bit too long, and like you said, I didn't get the point of the the opening segment to have the 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 podium set up to then take it down for the matches, then to reset it up for the podium again. But it was fun. It, it, I enjoyed it. So a seven, I'll go with a seven. Okay. Oh, I've got seven as well. I've yeah, literally we got, got, you can make that eight. I've got seven out of 10 and fun written next to it. Yeah. So there we go. Good. 
I got real. I know it's not as old as some of the wrestling that I watch on a regular basis, but I got quite strong nostalgia vibes from this because I won't have seen this since it aired. That uh, that raw theme tune, Bischoff's theme music, and then things like even Simon Dean's theme music playing and so on. I got real nostalgia vibes from this. Seeing Cena with the spinning belt, even though I criticised him on the show today. Yeah, it really sort of took me back to watching Monday Night Raw in that era. And again, Bischoff on screen is a fantastic performer. I think he's incredibly mm-hmm. underrated when people talk about greatest promos of all time and so on. Yeah, so, yeah seven out of ten. And it was, it was good fun, mate. It was good fun. Yeah, it was. So, Mr. Max, where would you like to link to next? Okay, so Eric Bischoff, known mainly for his backstage... Uh, roles and then his on-screen talent uh, roles, but not really as a wrestler. You wouldn't, mm-hmm. you wouldn't put him in the bracket of a wrestler, would you? But do you know he's actually had twenty-four wrestling matches in his career? As many as that? Twenty-four. Why? Okay. For for an on-screen um, talent in his role is quite actually a lot. And in and in uh, two thousand three, he had. Lords, and he actually had a um, uh, above average uh, record. And I'm also trying to think of where we could go for episode 100 as well. So mm-hmm. next week's episode is obviously the last kind of link in that chain to to 100. So I've got to kind of set my stall out now to potentially get to that that pick that I'm I'm thinking about for episode 100. So I'm going to go to one of his early matches. In fact, I think it was his second ever match. Um, it's 1998. Okay. Um, WCW NWO Road Wild. Okay. Where he partners with the greatest wrestler who ever lived, Hollywood Hulk Hogan, to take on Diamond Dallas Page and that well-known wrestling superstar, Jay Leno. Why? Okay. That is interesting. That is interesting. Because there is a lot of ways you can link from that as well, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then you get the NWO skits where they took over the Tonight Show. Mm-hmm. You do. As well, which is some fantastic TV. So, and, why? And okay. It's a good way to kind of like uh, put a, uh, an exclamation point on this mini Eric Bischoff run we've, we've gone on. Because this, this was a vanity project for him having the, the show at Sturgis, not making any money on it because everyone got him for free. He's a, he, he loves his uh, his hogs. So this this lost WCW a hell of a lot of money just because it's Eric Bischoff wanted a, a vanity project. So, yeah. Ah, okay. Interesting. WCW Road Wild 1998. Eric Bischoff, Hulk Hogan, DDP, Jay Leno. Jay Leno, who, spoiler alert, holds Hulk Hogan in a headlock. Yeah, it's that bit's fucking ridiculous. But anyway, we can have some real fun looking at that. Um, my option, going up against it, it, it's got two links. One of them is Mick Foley. The other one is actually Vince McMahon himself. Okay. And it's quite straightforward. Mick Foley is uh, in this you know, trial of Eric Bischoff a great deal. And it's a Mick Foley match with Vince McMahon as the referee. And I would like to go to Over the Edge in Your House, 1998, 
and see Dude Love wrestle Stone Cold Steve Austin for the WWF Championship mm-hmm. with Vince McMahon as guest referee and The Undertaker as the special enforcer. This was when he was corporate Dude Love. Ah, okay. See, that whole time, I'm quite hazy on. I've never gone back and watched masses of it. And the whole so, Dude Love story and so on, it gets a bit, you know. Yeah, so I think it was when uh, Mankind and, and Stone Cold were on and off friends and partners and then dude love returns man kind of quit as well ripped his mask off and quit and then the okay. next episode he came back as dude love he had the love shack with the blow um sofa and then he had, i'm sure they had a, a vince mcmahon versus um austin match where he had one arm tied behind his back and he wanted it to be the stunner arm um and then when um when Doodle was separating the two, he that's when he did the mandible claw on Austin and, and turned right. rogue. I think it's that whole storyline. Okay, yeah, interesting. It's a great storyline. I mean, Mick Foley and, and Steve Austin have some cracking matches. Mm. I know this one ends up with Austin bleeding a lot, doesn't it? If I remember mm-hmm. rightly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so there you go. Those are your options on this week's poll. We have Road Wild 1998, Eric Bischoff and Hulk Hogan versus DDP and Jay Leno from WCW there. Love a bit of WCW, mate. Love a bit of WCW. Uh, or we have Dude Love versus Aust- Stone Cold Steve Austin over the edge in your house 1998 with Vince McMahon as the referee. In fact, that's both from 98 as well. That's funny, isn't it? It's weird, isn't it? Yeah, look at that. Look at that. The poll will, as always, be available on our Twitter account or X or whatever it's fucking called now, uh, at chain underscore wrestling. So make sure you vote uh, in the poll. You know, shout out why you're voting a certain way, retweet all that great stuff. If you don't have a Twitter account and you follow the show via Facebook or some other method, just open one up just so you can vote. We're fucking awesome. Mm -hmm. We're totally worth it. Yeah, I mean, I <laughs> could definitely come to me for daily quips on on Twitter. There we go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Roydo, uh, Maxie, should we scan through the chat quickly before we depart? Uh, we shall. Um, so, Barry Horowitz was the best horseman. He was. I mean, he's up there. He's definitely higher than Barry Windham, and he was never a horseman in the first place. You know what, pigs? By she can go off people. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Uh, Cam uh, is not happy that you're giving WCW natural spoilers oh, again. Shit. I'm sorry, mate. I'm sorry. And then Cam stop. says he will only use the network on his phone and the update is better because you can minimize the screen and play it in the background. Yeah, I mean, I suppose I could stream it from my phone to my TV. Um, with, um, But yeah, it's just the rigmarole. It was yeah, fine as it was. It was yep. fine as it was. You didn't need to fuck about with it. Uh, mm-hmm. Scottish Danny says, we've just seen Eric Bischoff turn heel on Natural Nights, and now you guys are covering the the end of his full-time run. See? It's levels. It's, Link's it's, in, like, it? it's like the movie Memento. If you if you have you all have seen the movie Memento, but yeah, the scenes are not in, in chronological order. You see the end and the beginning all mixed up. So nah, I've not seen that. I think that's one of those films that has come up a few times in the past, and people have said, you film. need to watch that. Great film. And I've said, I will definitely do that. And, and I definitely am. Nope. Uh, Scottish Danny also says, Swoggle killed the Cruiserweight division. Yeah. he's He was a dick, weren't he? Fuck that little green dude. Uh, Cam Griffin says, great turn, isn't it, Danny? It, the, the Eric Bischoff one, I assume he means. Uh, Cam then also says, 80-odd-year-old lady bits. 
not Cena Rietti. Yeah, but <laughs> it sounds good because we know the context. But you walk around yeah. with a T-shirt saying 80-year-old, 80-odd-year-old lady bits on. Yeah, you're going to get some weird looks. I mean, wrestling T-shirts get weird looks as it is, but... And you've got to think as well, what would be the image? Yeah. Mm, like a kebab or some beef curtains. Oh, for crying, I fucking... And then finally, <laughs> I threw up a little bit in my own mouth. Um, uh, Dan says that dude love versus Steve Austin match is was batshit, but unfortunately, we'll not probably see it because uh, hopefully, Road Wild will win. What Jay Leno? Fucking hell! I haven't seen that in so long. Yeah, and I, I think I might have seen it one time. I've seen like clips of it. Um, yeah. In, in videos taking the piss out of WCW and, and kind of like where they jumped the shark. But yeah, yeah. it's not going to be good, is it? Mm, fun though. Be fun. Yeah. Not as fun as this week's. Well, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Magsy, before I go, I just want to say, this is something I should have done earlier in the show, to be fair. Uh, so I apologize to everyone listening and so on, but sad news today. Uh, Adrian Street passed away. Oh, at the okay. age of at the age of eighty two, oh, um, yeah, quite an influential wrestler you know, from the seventies, <laughs> eighties, and all this sort of stuff. Um, Welsh as well, uh, fourteen, fifteen years of age, working down the coal mines and all that sort of stuff. So, if there's any younger listeners to this show or viewers to this show, whatever, I can I want to recommend that people go and check out because uh, people might have, people might have seen the famous pictures of this guy, or people might have seen heard the name or whatever, um, but not really understand who he is. Because, you know, the footage of Adrian Street Wrestling, you've got to actively go and seek it out. It's not just going to pop yeah. up on the network or anything like that. This guy was one of the best character wrestlers of his era and influenced so many people going forward. Hugely influential in, in the professional wrestling world. And when you look at his life and where he came from and what he had to go through, to then see how he, de- and the abuse he got as well for, for the era he wrestled in, dressing the way he did, um, mm-hmm. very much pressing homophobic buttons to get yeah. heat and get crowd reactions and so on. Uh, in an era when you would literally get attacked for that kind of thing. It's, it's an incredible story and an incredible career. So if there's any younger people out there who are unfamiliar with this guy, I just want to give a shout out to a couple of documentaries. Uh, the first one, I'm, think might be on amazon if not you might be able to find it on youtube or daily motion or other very legal places you know um it's called you may be pretty but i am beautiful the adrian street story adrian street is involved in it himself as well i believe well worth checking that out it's been a long time since i've seen it but well worth having a look at that and also on the wwe network there's a short little sort of 25 minute half hour documentary with Adrian street himself talking about his life, his career growing up in Wales uh, and the gimmick and the makeup when, you know, guys just didn't do that at that time. Uh, And it's called Adrian street. Imagine what I could do to you. And you can find that. Well, in theory, you can find that on the WWE network. Good luck finding it, but it's there. Yeah. Yeah. And, And it's well worth a look. And I really, I really suggest that anyone who's interested in the history of pro wrestling and how, different people influence different people and, and how you, some of your favorites now as younger wrestling fans may have been influenced by somebody who was influenced by this particular mm-hmm. person. Yeah. It, it's just a fantastic story. So yeah, rest in peace, Adrian street, go and check out those two documentaries. If you've not heard of this guy before, 
it's well worth it. It's well worth checking out. Yeah, an absolute wrestling trailblazer, and our uh, thoughts are with his uh, his friends and family at this time. Yeah, rest in peace, mate. Yeah, there we go. On that slightly sad note, then, Maxi, I'm off now to jump online and go to Lolilou Art on Etsy.com and the shop there and treat myself to some fantastic stickers that my niece has put together. And I suggest everyone else does the same. I'll see you next week, my friend. Follow me on TikTok at PodfatherMags. I can break a door down with one hand behind my back. I can crush a grizzly till its bones begin to crack. I eat a dozen T-bones for my early morning snack. So imagine what I could do to you. Mmm. I could tear a telephone directory in two. Bending iron bars is something else that I can do. I always pick my teeth with the nearest billiard cue. So imagine what I could do to you. Mmm. To see my many attributes won't need a second glance You know if you resisted, you just wouldn't stand a chance I can knock a hole right through a solid concrete wall I can pull a tree out by its roots and that's not all Now you know about me, you don't need a crystal ball To tell you just what I could do to you Mmm I thought of something already To see my many attributes won't need a second glance And you know if you resisted, you just wouldn't stand a chance I can crush a house brick with one movement of my hand And laugh while I reduce it to a dusty heap of sand I cut a splendid figure when I make my chest expand So imagine what I could do to you Mmm, nice.